Oh, shit, I didn't decide an impression to do for the intro. Um, ah, never mind, I'll wing it. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Happy Halloween, OGT boys and girls, and welcome to One Spooky Thing. Oh, what was that? Oh, oh God. Jesus, they're in the house. Um, the podcast that tries to find the one person in Haddonfield who inexplicably hasn't heard of Michael Myers. I'm Paul Salt. I'm a non-canonical stroll into the occult. We have decided, um, entirely mutually, um, almost coincidentally, in fact, um, that every Halloween... We are going to look at a classic horror franchise, starting, uh, appropriately enough, with Sleepaway Camp. So, Paul, what's the one thing about Sleepaway Camp that had you pretending to be a girl? Oh, fuck, I ruined it! Oh, fuck, we're going to have to do Halloween then. So, we uh, we shall be covering John Carpenter's horror masterpiece, Halloween, and the eight direct sequels that have been released to date. Uh, we shall be leaving out Rob Zombie's remake and the sequel until the one spooky thing about shitty horror remakes in 2021. Oh, spoilers, I guess. Spoilers. Fuck all of them. Yes, yeah, so for each movie we shall do a plot rundown, talk about the production a little bit, uh, the critical reception, or reaction, whichever tracks better, um, our opinion of the film, yep. and the one spooky thing, and our favourite kill. Because everybody knows these movies are about the killings, and we're a bunch of sadists who Mm -mm. like seeing young, sexy ladies getting killed by a madman. Yeah, preferably after having sex. Fuck yeah. That way their giblets are all flopping about. Problematic? No! No! The female's the lead! Yeah! She's the main one. She's the main one. So, first up, appropriately enough, is Halloween, The Night He Came Home. Uh, written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, both of whom also produced the film, uh, and released it in 1978. So, we begin. Yes, Michael Myers, a young boy of five something i don't know thereabouts he's, he's one of those ones not of legal age no, sure. no certainly not of legal age to be killing people which as we all know is 12 um he murders his sister one night mm-hmm. and he gets yeah. sent to a psychiatric hospital where he remains for 15 years yes until he's 12 no he's in his late teens i guess is yeah. the idea um at which point he escapes yeah he's a big old teen isn't he he's a big teen you know is the thing yes he escapes yes. and makes his way back to his hometown of haddonfield illinois um, he is chased by his, um, psychiatrist, so- Doctor, uh, Soctor Dam Loomis. <laughs> Doctor Sam Loomis. Played by Donald Pleasance. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him. And then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Yeah, hello Donald Pleasance. Hello Donald Pleasance, you delightful character. <laughs> I feel like he's he's the ring at this stage and we've just been tasked with carrying him to Mount Doom. 
So yeah. yes, he is chases him back to Haddonfield. Meanwhile, Jamie Lee Curtis plays Laurie Strode, a young teen who likes books and has to babysit for some prick that nobody likes. Yeah. Who will eventually become Paul Rudd. Yeah. So he's got that going for him. Yeah, but for now he's a total prick. He's a total prick. Who and gets, an asshole. Yeah, who gets pushed over and his pumpkin smashes. Yeah. He smashes that pumpkin and he thinks, oh, hang on. And it turns out that was Billy Corrigan. <laughs> Corgan. Whatever. Yes, that night, mm-hmm. Laurie's friends are all murdered by Michael. Yeah. In various different ways. And then he comes after her. But she is able to elude mm-hmm. uh, the naughty Michael uh, until Sam Loomis shows up and shoots him six times uh, in the lungs, right? Depends how you pronounce lungs. Because if you pronounce lungs as HAT! <laughs> Always. Yeah, then it was both lungs. I shot him six times! I, I shot him in the heart! Yeah. You shouldn't smoke, it's really bad for your heart! <laughs> actually is. So, fair enough. Anyway, Michael Myers is subdued. Uh, but yeah. then they go outside and find out he's gone. Where's he gone? Oh, no way. Uh, oh, no, there he is. No, he's dead. He got shot six times. Through the heart. Oh, yeah. Look he's- at him. You can tell from the way he's running. <laughs> he's dead. Rest in peace, Michael. Yeah. Um, and that's the end of Halloween. The yeah. night he came home. Hmm. Pretty simple tale, really. Short and sweet. And it's yeah. compact, I think. Yes, Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, so a little background. I've seen Halloween approximately 4,000 times. Yeah. Uh, throughout my life. Yourself? I have seen Halloween before. And okay. I've seen Halloween H2O. Oh, yes. Um, and I saw the first half of Halloween Resurrection. Excellent. And then I turned it off because it was Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> this, this is obviously a, a sort of a watershed moment. Every Halloween is going to be watershed for, for Paul Goodman because, mm. um, I'm not mm. much of a horror boy. Mm. I like the occasional one. It really um, changes the premises that I don't fully actually know. Yes. <laughs> it changes the genre conventions that I am unfamiliar with. <laughs> yeah. When it makes it as less like horror as possible, <laughs> I'm, do- I'm totally down for horror. Yeah. Um, so as it goes, I haven't seen every film of every major franchise for yeah. some reason some wild <laughs> crazy reason and um, so this is all new to me especially because i didn't really remember much of halloween yeah um i think the fact that by the time we get to 2021 you will have seen all of these horror movies it's going to be a very interesting aspect of your character i feel like it's going to be like the the douchebag jock who's also read all the works of maya angelou <laughs> just <laughs> utterly incongruous with the rest of you i'm looking forward to being the, the complete person that's only going to have arrived once i've seen 10,000 hours of problematic nudity <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's kind of compact. It's like on a gear, mm. isn't it? It's uh, yeah, it's all there just to dig, get your teeth into. It, it really knows what the, the the point of it is, and the point of it is long build ups to sort of sudden moments. Yeah, and, and it knows that. And it knows okay, we've got this horrific idea. Michael Myers is an absolute sociopath, and he's going to murder people. Yeah. We're gonna just play with it. We're gonna put him. We're gonna put him into various scenes. We're gonna play with the creepiness of him, mm-hmm. and then we're just gonna have these murder set pieces play out without too much violence, yeah. so that we can focus on mood mm. and atmosphere. Made for some really interesting, like lingering shots. A lot yeah. of interesting first person camera work. Yeah, um, which gave you the gave you the feeling of like pursuing Laurie and being pursued at times. Yeah, the 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 music was on point. There's no. Yep. It's got a theme. It's got a like a light motif that it yeah. goes back to time and again. Mm. And but it's got a couple actually. There's a few different like motifs in there. In addition yeah. to the sort of one that everybody knows, yeah. you know, do, 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 yeah. do, do. you've also got the do 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 mm. do, and then the do 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 down. 
Mm. It's got a couple of things going on that I I really appreciate. It's quite a robust soundtrack, I feel. Yeah, but it has the it has the classic John Carpenter sort oh, of minimalism. Yes, there, which is you know what I love from the thing. And yeah, I read a report. I haven't been able to substantiate this, but apparently there was a version of this that played out with no music whatsoever. That would have been interesting. I mean, there is that one the one shot. Mm. near the end when uh, Laurie thinks she's bested yes. Michael Myers when he sits up and there's no sting. Th- there's no sting to accompany it. Yeah. It's so much creepier for the silence. Yeah, because it does like to underpin Michael Myers entering frame by having that little weird um mm, yeah. um flute noise. Um, yes. La- yeah. Laurie Strode is a really just wonderful character. Uh-huh. I loved her from the beginning. Yes, I thought she's she was really excellent. Great. Jamie Lee Curtis is just mm. incredible in it. And she's yeah. just such a charming babysitter um <laughs> i wanted i wanted to be um a child in her care not on october the 31st preferably not no but, you might um, turn into paul rudd yeah damn but in <laughs> yeah any other day it would have been a really nice evening yeah sure she's um, lovely sometimes the philosophy of the film gets attacked as being just basically sex is bad but okay. i feel that's misrepresenting things just you know all her mates who go out and have sex Hmm. they get killed. But I feel like, really, the priority was just we needed to like her, and consequently yeah. we needed her to be more grounded than her mates. To be honest, when you look at her mates, they're hardly fucking Dickensian <laughs> characters, aren't they? There's, not, there's, there's, no, there's no character to assassinate there. They just, they just want to have fun. Yeah. That's the thing about the mates. Ironically, they were much older than Curtis. She was the only one who was actually a teenager oh, okay. at the time of filming. She really emphasizes the creep factor of... Myers, that he's not just going to murder you, he's going to show up in your life several times. He's yeah. that creepy guy who, like, walks past you, and you yeah. think, oh, fuck, and then you get home, and he's there again, and it's like, oh, fuck, he's... <laughs> Bye. Yeah, you know. No, not again. But mm. there's so many traps sprung, and, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he, he, he tricks, he lures people into dead yeah. ends so he can, like, blow up their means of escape, and yeah, yeah. or, like, escape in their car or whatever, and there's so much planning there, and... Yeah, and on, on top of that, like, the camera is, like, a character in its own right, yes. I think. It does, it does feel like... It's like, it's like, it's got its own intuition and it's just yeah. do, doing whatever the fuck it wants to and John Carpenter yeah. can't control it and it makes it feel so, um, unsafe. Yeah, it absolutely does, but it also makes you complicit in the thing. Like, mm. by having Myers just creepily appear in backgrounds of scenes, like peering through a window. Yeah. And the character doesn't see it and the camera doesn't focus on it. It emphasizes the similarity between Myers and the camera of just mm. sort of staring and, like, what is it doing? And, like, what are we doing here watching these young people and, you know, yeah. anticipating the violence? And I feel like that's a real commentary on the issues that a lot of critics had with later slasher films and this idea of complicitness. And it's more subtle than fucking Michelle Haneke making um, funny games. <laughs> yeah, well, it becomes voyeurism Yeah, if it, go, if it goes too far in that direction. But mm. this one was really on the right side of that. Couple of notes on the production. It, very low budget. It was made for $300,000, wow. which I read somewhere is considered low for its time. Like, yeah, for its time, it was considered low. By current standards, it's considered... <laughs> Are you insane? Yeah. What are you going to make with that? The tr in Transformers. <laughs> um, yeah, the William Shatner mask that famously became the mask yeah. uh, cost $2. <laughs> they took it and they spray painted it. They recut the eye holes, put different hair on it. Hey, presto, horror history. Wow. Um, and this... Probably the best the mask looked. Mm. <laughs> they it seemed a bit silly after at various stages in this franchise. There's a resurgence later on in one yes. particular film. But... Yes. Yeah, where it looks Burton-esque. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Tommy Lee Wallace was the production designer okay. uh, and the art director and the location scout 
And the co-editor. And he was paid tuppence. <laughs> he was paid tuppence. <laughs> Dean Cundy was the cinematographer. He mm-hmm. was also the cinematographer on the first three of these films. Yep. And The Thing, The Fog, mm. Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. He did all three Back to the Future movies. Yeah. Uh, he won an Academy Award for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh. oh, man. Then he did Parent Trap. Oh. Um, uh, what Women Want. Okay. Garfield. Uh, mm. Garfield 2, A Tale of Two Kitties. No. Mm-hmm. Jack and Jill. What? Uh, the, the Jack... Uh, Jack... Eh, Jill. By Adam Sandler. The ugliest <laughs> fucking film ever made. Why? <laughs> Why have you done this to us, Yeah, it's not very good. But his work here is exemplary. Agreed. Yeah, it's well done, <laughs> Dean Cundy. <laughs> you man. You man. <laughs> Um, film has 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, many calling it a masterpiece of suspense, and one of the most effective horror films ever made. But is sex evil? <laughs> is the thing. Yes, let's move on. Excellent. Oh, one other thing. Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee turned down the role of Loomis, and Christopher Lee said it was the biggest mistake of his career. Christopher Lee said that? Yeah. <laughs> wow. What was the one spooky thing about Halloween? The one spooky thing for me was the tracking shots. There are a lot of uh, first-person perspectives, yep. um, some over-the-shoulder shots, um, which has been uh, utilised quite nicely in um, yeah, like Darren Aronofsky work yeah. lately and things like that. It was just creepy. I think for me, it was the it was more stationary moments, and it's the mm. moments where Myers would be in frame, but the film didn't reference it. Mm. And the spookiest one is when we don't even see Myers in frame, but mm. realise he, but know he is, and it's a shot of the two friends. We track with them. It's one mm. of the tracking shots, and we track with Laurie and her friend crossing the street. And then they walk off into the distance talking, but the camera stops. It stops and just watches them go Mm, as they get further and further away from the screen. And it's the creepiest thing because it's like, this is definitely Maya's POV, but it couldn't be. It couldn't possibly be because it's been in front of them. It's been around them. And it just, it really adds to the otherworldliness of like Maya's as this, not just a lunatic, but like this Mm. embodiment of evil. Uh, Favorite kill? The sister at the very beginning of the movie, Ah, Michael Myers' origin story. Started it all off. He finds the mask, he puts on the mask, and he goes, and as he's Mm. stabbing his sister, his head turns, and he's just watching the knife. Yeah. He's not watching his sister. It doesn't matter. He's completely fixed on the knife. Yeah. The act is more important than Mm -hmm. the person, because he has no empathy. Yeah. My favourite kill was the throne throne strangulation. He wraps a throne around someone. (laughs) Game of Game of phones. (laughs) Um, he, he, He... he comes and stalks one of um, Laurie's friends and strangles her with a phone. But in the build-up to that, he creepily has put a sheet over his head with glasses on top of the sheet in order to make it look like she's his boyfriend. Yes. Uh, except, you know, three feet taller. Yeah. <laughs> More menacing. Yeah. But, you know, other than that, boyfriend. So that was Halloween, 1978. Yeah. Now, Halloween is l- widely credited as having... As taking the traditional elements of like Italian giallo films and the burgeoning American slasher genre, as seen in movies like The Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm. and Black Christmas, and shoving it into the mainstream, just all the way in, and establishing all the conventions. Yeah. Um, and then after four years of increasingly violent slasher films, um, including uh, The Toolbox Murders, Driller Killer, Friday the 13th, Prom Night, The Burning, The Prowler, mm. My Bloody Valentine, <laughs> Carpenter and Hill... Wrote and produced Halloween 2. Hmm. So, for all what happens in Halloween 2, more of the night came along. 
try this on the size that everyone involved in making this film. <laughs> so it starts uh, moments after the end of Halloween, mm. the night he came home. Moments before the end. Yes, because uh, Michael Myers gets shot in the heart. In the heart! And, six um, times! Six times in the heart! <laughs> and um, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is taken to Haddonfield Hospital. Bit of a state. As we said, Michael Myers was shot six times in the heart, but that doesn't seem to have uh, done it because he's up and away immediately killing with his usual abandon. <laughs> Michael discovers where Laurie's hiding. Well... Where she's been put. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sneakily hiding in a coma in, uh, in hospital. And he goes to the hospital. He murders his way through ancillary cast. A uh, security guard gets a hammer to the head. Paul um, Blart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a paramedic is strangled and a nurse has her face boiled off in a therapeutic <laughs> bathtub thing. Uh, Loomis investigates Michael, but is uh, escorted back to Smith Grove by police and um, the nurse whose oh. name is Nursey. Marion Chambers, played by Nancy Stevens. Marion Chambers, um, because he's a loose cannon, basically. He's a maverick and a half. Nobody realised that he had a gun. He's a psychiatrist. There's no <laughs> call for this. Fucking gun. <laughs> yeah. During this, uh, Marion Chambers explains to Doctor Loomis that Laurie Strode is in fact Michael Myers' sister. What? I know, but she was adopted. Oh, by yes. the Strodes. By the Strodes, of course, obviously. They're a decent bunch. Yeah. Um, this, um, perturbs, uh, Sam Loomis. Mm. Um, he, he pulls a gun on the marshal, on the, uh, the police <laughs> officer who's driving the car and tells yeah, him to take them back to the hospital, and that's fine. That doesn't surprise me at all. No. Michael Myers chases Laurie through the hospital. Laurie's woken up at this stage, uh, with a knife. Yep. Uh, Loomis shoots Michael five more times. <laughs> um, the right amount of times. <laughs> yeah. the, he, he, he dies. It's definitely the end. Oh, but he wakes up, kills another supporting cast member, and yep. chases Laurie and Loomis into an operating room. After a bit of scuffling and uh, slicing up Loomis a little bit, yep. uh, Michael is shot in the eyes. In the eyes, twice. Yep. Shot in the eyes, so he's blind. And using sounds and science, they, they t- open some canisters and distract <laughs> and confuse him um, and evade him. Loomis sacrifices himself by blowing himself up by uh, with the gas that comes out of his canisters. And so he is dead. And yeah. the film ends with Loomis dead and Michael <laughs> definitely dead. And Laurie is definitely safe and alive, and we can't wait to see her in the next film. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, yes, Paul. What did you make of Halloween Two? It still had it had bits of the original. You know, yes, well, it, I mean, it had Laurie Strode. Yeah, I mean Carpenter and Hill were still pretty involved. Yeah. You know, they wrote the script. They originally wrote a better script, but then they <laughs> wrote they rewrote this, and it's like nah. they were still around. They went and yes. directed it though, because. Um, because Carpenter had a real fucking grudge against Mustafa Akkad, the um, producer, mm. claiming he hadn't paid him properly for Halloween 1. So he's like, oh. I will come back for Halloween 2 if you pay me what you owed me for Halloween 1. We'll get someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. It's so, not the most unreasonable request. It's not, not like, really. No. It's not like um, Marty McFly's dad <laughs> demanding money and then getting booted off the sequel. That's true. It's a fairly reasonable request. <laughs> to get paid for work you've done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Elements. There's, it has elements it still has some of the the, the first person yep. camera work which is creepy it has uh-huh. some of the brooding moments the most notable difference is that loomis becomes a law unto himself in this film yes he does he is he, his own man this is really the making of sam loomis for the, the rest genesis, of this yeah, yeah. he's the jet this is the genesis of sam loomis you don't know what death is and, uh, apart from like the, the first hour of the movie there's a lot of loomis running around yes there's a lot of shots in the hospital there's a lot of characters very slowly examining dark places mm-hmm. it's quite an ambling kind of movie punctuated by moments of sort of really quite shocking gore mm. it's a lot gorier than the first one 
because um, it was trying to live up to the likes of My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> yes, the, the the gore was conspicuous. It was, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was really unpleasant at times. The issues are, for a, for a start, the extras are sort of even more cardboardy than, yes, than, than the, the first one. This being set in a hospital does have the unfortunate consequence of it feeling like Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yes. Um, where there, I think there's even one slow motion shot of the doctor running, um, <laughs> which is almost sort of frame for frame identical to the, the telekinesis episode of Yeah, I Dark think Place. so. Where he just gradually turns away from someone and starts jogging. Yeah. Uh, you know, they had, they had to film it in slow motion to make up the 28 minute runtime or something. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there is an element of that in this. There's yeah. very little, I feel like they came up with this great twist, like, Laurie is Michael's sister. Yeah. And then they didn't know what to do with the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. They could have had some emotional moment in that, but that never really happens. That's no. just. They introduced this element, and it gets explored later on yeah. in quite an interesting way, this idea that Michael isn't just killing randomly, he's pursuing his own family. Yeah. Which I, I don't know if I prefer. Part of me does like the idea, because I know I'm not related to Michael Myers, mm. so I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> it might be better if it's just the idea that if you take his fancy, if you just walk past him and he likes you, yeah, he's just going to fucking come after you and your friends forever. Yeah, just concentrates on all the, all the wrong things, and uh, am I wrong in thinking that this is the first mention of Samhain? Yes, sorry, yes, I meant to point yeah. out, um, also in that plot, the word Samhain is written in tiny letters on a board. Yeah, in, in, in minuscule letters almost on it. They're not minuscule, but they're just craply small letters, yeah, aren't which they? which I would quite like. I like the idea that he just, di- he didn't do it for show, he just wrote it. It was an afterthought. Writing. Yeah, I think it's just the presentation where we just cut to it, and it's yeah. there in close-up, <laughs> and they cut again, and some guy's like shining a flashlight on it, and it's yeah. tiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just revealing it after the fact is comical. Yeah. Yes, definitely. But Samhain is meant to be this one day of the year where the line between life and death is blurred. Mm. And it's interesting they introduce it because later on, people are going to fucking run with this idea. <laughs> Here, this is like the movie of, let's introduce shit for the sequels to do. Then mm. <laughs> just leave it. It's like yeah. Samhain. Eh. Yeah. Laurie is Michael's brother. Eh. <sighs> let's, let's just have a like, compact medical drama slash... <laughs> Murder spree, yeah, and and there was a cheapness to this. I think there w- there was a cheapness, yeah, that wasn't felt with the three hundred thousand dollar budget of ironically Halloween. No. no, and yeah, it's Dean Cundy again, but maybe um, what's his name, the man of a thousand jobs? Maybe he left. I didn't notice. <laughs> yes, maybe. <laughs> um, I do have a couple of interesting things. Roger Ebert did call this movie a fall from greatness, um, drawing more from the violent ripoffs than from the original. But Janet mm-hmm. Maslin said. Um, by comparison to a lot of those other movies, this is still a class act. Okay. The original mask, mm. that William Shatner mask, that it's the same mask. It's the same actual one mm. that they used in Halloween One, but it was getting a bit thin because the actor who played Michael Myers in the first one had been carrying it around in his back pocket between takes, and then in the uh, how many years? Um, f- three years mm. in between, four years in right. between productions. Deborah Hill had the mask just underneath her bed and she was a heavy smoker so it had yellowed a bit uh-huh. I just love the idea of it just being under Deborah Hill's bed it's got jam stains from being in the back of Michael Myers pocket <laughs> with his jab sandwich yeah. <laughs> which is visible in several shots yeah, yeah. oh I jammed up me mask <laughs> that was um, a big catchphrase in Halloween 3 they kept making it like a callback and it was really clever <laughs> it really was Yeah. okay Paul um, what was your one spooky thing about Halloween 2 just Donald Pleasance, really. Um, <laughs> bonkers. There is, like, he, he, his method of convincing people that Michael mm. Myers is still around is to sort of come yeah. in and give, like, a well-rehearsed, seemingly well-rehearsed speech <laughs> about, 
We've had time to think about yeah. it whilst he's been doing like hour long treatment sessions once yes, a week with Michael true. Myers whilst he says nothing. And even when he's, I guess, driving to Haddonfield that night, he's probably like, his soul is black and I've never seen a darker <laughs> force within a man. <laughs> and Yeah, and there's this one in particular where he's talking to um, a policeman, I think, trying to explain and the sheriff's like, oh, come on, save your superstitions for bloody blah. Woman's hour. And yeah. All right, lads. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, Donald Loomis, yeah. Yeah, Donald Loomis. Donald, Donald Loomis just <laughs> turns away from the group to continue to expound on like the nature of Michael Myers. And he's like, his soul is dark. And, and the camera just pans with him away from the, the crowd. And it's just, just focusing on Donald Pleasance while he's like looking madly at the, the moon. It's just it's haunting. It's a glorious transformation. It really is. My one spooky thing about Halloween 2, um, the greatest sin of Halloween 2 is that one of the most interesting characters, Laurie Strode, spends most of it unconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, however, she has one really cool, creepy dream sequence mm. in which she, because she vaguely remembers Myers being her brother, and it's just one shot, I think, of just her approaching a kid in a very bright white room, mm. a very clinical looking room, and the kid not turning around. And that's like a really spooky moment. Yeah. I like that. Cool. Uh, favorite kill? No, it's a, it's a it's a wholly problematic kill yes. for 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 the nudity that's around it, but the hot tub death is just so gruesome. Yeah, um, she's in a she's in this. Um, it's not a hot tub. It's like a th- it's a medical. Thera- yeah, it's therapy. Hydrotherapy. Hydrotherapy. Thing. That's the yeah. one. Which can um, go up to ten thousand degrees. <laughs> it'll just treat eczema the same the same speed <laughs> as the subway in Highlander Two. The quickening. <laughs> The doctor is dispatched and the, the woman is just in, in this bath. The nurse, sorry, is in this bath. And Michael Myers yeah. turns it up to a crazy heat and... An Ironsidean heat. Yes. And um, he just repeatedly dunks her face in this water until it's just... Her skin is like melted and full, like peeling away. And yeah. Also just stuck to her face. Yeah. And, and she's just screaming because like the shock is kicking in. Yeah. Like, and then eventually she stops screaming and it's grim. Um, My favourite kill is... um. A double-hander. Uh, a nurse comes into the doctor's room, the main doctor's room, mm-hmm. and finds that he's in his chair, but he's not responding. Obviously, we all expect his throat to be cut as she pushes the chair around. It's on a swivel chair, as all horror film chairs are. <laughs> and she swivels him around. He's actually got a syringe right in his eyeball. Oh, God, yeah, that was foul. And then, like, she screams, but is quickly caught by Myers, who has another syringe, which he quickly jabs into her temple. And just like injects air into it. Yeah. And you don't know whether it, she died because like the air got in her brain or her yeah. bloodstream. It's just. There are so many details. There's so many just disgusting yeah. layers to that kill. <laughs> it's, yeah. Ooh. It really gets, on, it gets under your skin. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It gets jabbed right into your fucking face. <laughs> it gets jabbed into your temple. We've all heard that phrase. <laughs> okay. Well, Halloween 2 did very well at the box office, wanting a sequel. Mm. Uh, so now we have Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, The Night No One Comes Home. Cool. What, what are we up a, to this, this week? What a fitting subtitle that fucking is. <laughs> okay. So, we start with a man getting chased for a car park, as all good movies start. Mm-hmm. American Beauty, I can go on. Yeah. Um, he gets chased for a car park, his killer is killed, mm-hmm. um, and he gets sent to hospital. Where there's a doctor. Doctor, I can't remember his name. Dr. Mustache. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dr. Mustache. Tom Selleck. Dr. Tom Selleck, <laughs> yeah. Dr. Tom Selleck, he hates his family. He just he can't be doing with them. So yeah. luckily, he's relieved to get a late night call to come check out this guy. Yeah. When he gets to hospital, 
um, he, the guy is murdered quite gruesomely. Then the assailant goes outside, pours gasoline all over himself, and then sets fire to himself and it blows up in an excellent explosion. Mm. Mysteries abound. Yeah. Uh, the daughter of the fucking guy who got his face all mushed up um, shows up and is like, what happened to my dad? And it's like, it's a bloody good question, actually. Somehow they track his activities. I think he went and stayed in a hotel in some little town. Yeah. Santa Mira, which is um, owned by the nearby biggest industry. Um, this guy, Connell Cochran, mm-hmm. um, and his company, Silver Shamrock. Yeah. They make, oh my God, what do they make? Well, they make Halloween masks. Yeah. So they own this town. Yeah. Um, and they're distributing Halloween masks. They investigate the circumstances around the dad's death and mm-hmm. find out that he was snooping around Silver Shamrock. Aww. They didn't just put it in for no reason. And Connell Cochran in particular. <laughs> There's a few mishaps, a bit of falling yeah. out, a few getting captured a few times and a few mm-hmm. deaths. And it transpires that Connell Cochran's plan is to distribute Halloween masks to all the world and then have the kids watch this special TV event that happens during a screening of the original mm-hmm. Halloween movie, yeah. uh, which will make all of the masks... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> turn into insects, I guess, or maybe yeah. the, the heads get turned into insects, or S- something. Summons something. them from another world. It summons them from another world, and it's mm. all because Connell Cochran thinks that Halloween should be about playing tricks on people. And what better trick is there than killing most of the people in the world? Yes, he manages to thwart the production process of these masks, kill a whole bunch of employees, and turn Cochran into diamond or something. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty fucking weird. Then, uh, Dr. Mustache. His, oh, his girlfriend got killed and replaced with a robot. There are robots, by the way. <laughs> he makes it to a nearby town where he gets on the phone and is like, please turn off the broadcast of this spooky, spooky, uh, Halloween thing because it is literally going to murder everyone. Mm. And the guy on the other line is like, oh, I'll turn off channel one. It's like, great. So this is channel two. Oh, sorry. Could you turn off channel two as well? What? <sighs> All right. And channel three as well. You need to turn that one off. You know what? I've had enough of this. I've turned off two of the channels already. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it a bloody day there, and I'm not gonna answer any more of your questions. I'm a man. I belong to a union. <laughs> and Doctor Mustache is left, just mm. screaming into the phone. Turn it off. Stop it. 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 Yes, because what this means is that all of the children in the world are going to die. Yeah, absolutely. And then Michael Myers, well, he's not going to be happy. Oh, God, livid. Who's going who's, who's gonna to be left? He's going to be left to murder. Children? No. Nope. Have to murder the old, which he showed himself reluctant to do in Halloween yeah. 2. Uh, that's the end of Halloween 3. Any questions? Pretty run-of-the-mill Halloween movie. Yeah, no, I'm pretty good on that, I think. Cool, Halloween 4. Happy Where the off. fuck was Michael Myers, you might wonder? <laughs> That was a surprise. Yes. I hadn't told you about this because I didn't know. When I was, um, I can only imagine I was around 10 Mm. and I was working my way through the Halloweens after mum recorded Halloween 1 for me off the BBC. I was fully enabled in this addiction, by the way. (laughs) Um, I got Halloween 3 and started watching it and this guy shows up and is chasing another guy and it's like, oh, maybe this is like how, maybe they're going to say this is how Michael Myers was made. Yeah. Like, Like, this is some sort of like... I remember very specifically thinking that. Oh, it's like some sort of clinic where they like make guys like Michael Myers. Not yeah. necessarily robots, they like they hypnotize people or something. Yes. And then he's just not in it. No, I was thinking side story seemingly that would then turn into part of the main story that, yeah. that would that all make sense eventually. Yeah. There were all these interesting sort of Verhoeven esque like T V <laughs> adverts. Yeah. And I thought, okay, they're taking a new approach, maybe there's 
Maybe it would be like a steampunk Mike Myers or something. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I was very fond of your reaction though when the Halloween advert comes on the television in universe. Yes. <laughs> that really Yes. It was interesting watching this story unfold and wondering when it was gonna become Halloween. Halloween three, yeah. Yes. Um then that never happened. It didn't happen because No. Because um Deborah Hill and John Carpenter thought, okay, let's turn it into an anthology series. We've finished the story of Michael Myers. Because he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Um, Dr. Loomis is dead. Dr. Loomis is dead. Laurie Strode is safe, definitely. Yeah. Let's turn it into an anthology series where each one will deal with a different, like, mm. situation. But Akkad, he, he, had, he was sabotaging it because Nigel Neal, the excellent British sci-fi writer behind things like Quatermass, right. he wrote a script which involved all of this. But then the director said, um, it's not violent enough though. Oh. Yeah. Well, Akkad said it's not violent enough. Mm. It didn't do well. As a result of leaving Michael Myers out. Yeah. People wanted Michael Myers and they also found it too depressing. But has been reevaluated in recent years much more favorably. So mm. what did you what did you make of it, aside from being surprised at the lack of Myers? And immediately after the film I was disappointed. Right. Then um, five more Halloweens later? <laughs> I started to reevaluate it and I started okay. to think that it was it was better. Not good, okay. but better. I still don't consider it a good film. It has it has the, the appeal of like a, a campy 80s mm. B-movie horror. Yeah. Um, where a lot of things are very silly. Yeah. The acting is still terrible. It still feels pretty <laughs> cheap. And, yeah. And, and dated. Although, n- not some of the gore effects. No. Crucially. Yeah, again, crucially, the, the gore is on point. Um, There's a scene where a girl is like, a woman is messing around with one of the shamrock yeah. uh, pendants that's fallen off the mask. Yes. You know, chip, trying to chip out the bit of Stonehenge that's in there. Yeah. And a laser shoots her in the face. The lasering looks good, and then the subsequent her being dead, and yet... Well, not oh dead. God. Like, yeah. her mouth has been blown open. Her lips shot away from her jaw, and yet she's still, like, gasping, and it looks good. It's 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 horrendous, yeah. And a, a fucking beetle crawls out of it or something, if yeah. I remember correctly. It's ooh, really grisly. Yeah, the, 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 the deaths were memorable, as in... You know, I don't want them to be memorable, because... <laughs> I want to sleep at some point. And the- <laughs> memorable in a good way, not memorable because of how upset you felt as a result of like the gratuitousness of them or the boobs flying around. Oh, no, no, yeah, def- yeah. definitely. But I was still upset. Oh, God. Like, God, yeah, I was upset. <laughs> upset in the right way, though. <laughs> yeah. Just sort of, Ugh. There were a couple of interesting interpretations of it. Um, okay. Nicholas Rogers uh, pointed out the anti-corporate nature of it, saying yeah. um, Cochrane's astrological obsessions or psychotic uh, hatred of children really overrode his business sense. <laughs> That's definitely true, and I think that's what's going to get Trump as well in the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Martin Harris uh, talked about like the commercialization of Halloween okay, in the yeah. film, um, and the decline. <laughs> he also said it was about the declining quality of mass-produced goods. <laughs> yeah, these masks are rubbish. <laughs> they murdered my family. That is a finicky, banal sort of statement to make, <laughs> isn't it? You wouldn't have gotten that from your co- yeah. local corner shop and, masks. Yeah. Oh, what? Made in China. <laughs> Full of insects, our jobs. Mate. Yeah. Paul, what was your one spooky thing about Halloween 3, the season of The Witch, the night nobody came home? The the heist that uh, Rick Douglas uh, <laughs> comes up with in this, where to, to sort of infiltrate Cochrane. They, they go into a motel, and they and yeah. him and then the daughter of, um, of this <laughs> guy, guy who died at the start. Oh, who he's boning, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely having sex with in a, in a sort of hands-on Steven Seagal kind of way. <laughs> yes. Um, he They pretend to be a married couple, and it just really feels like He's only too happy to be pretending to be the husband of this person so he can make reference to fucking her and just to <laughs> people that he comes into contact with. 
How about that? Yeah. My fav- my spooky moment uh, is the dystopian ending. It's him mm. just, it's, it's um, Tom Selleck just screaming into a phone. Music's getting more intense from the television and it's just getting spookier and spookier and you know that it means the death of mankind. That really freaked me out as a kid. Yeah. Favourite kill? It is the it is the first time we see the mask in action when um, yeah, the, yeah. the little boy in the test room, they put the family sort of goes in the test room and they put the advert on and the advert tells the kid to put on his mask and then yeah. he just starts, like his face goes on fire and then he's dead. <laughs> and under the mask, all these, just all these bugs and snakes keep coming yeah, out. Yeah, man. And it will cut away to like people being horrified. Yeah. And it will cut back and there were just more snakes <laughs> and more of everything. Just and the, snakes and snakes and snakes. And the mask is breaking open and you can kind of see what used to be his mouth underneath. Yeah. It's really horrifying. Yeah, it was. It just kept ramping it up and ramping yeah, yeah. it up and it was just, please <laughs> stop. I hate this. <laughs> That's my favourite kill. <laughs> that was the best bit. Yeah. Um, my favorite kill is the guy who died in the hospital right at the beginning because this fucking robot guy, not Michael Myers, mm-hmm. comes in and just kind of grabs the bridge of his nose and like breaks the top of his skull away from the lower part and creates like a chasm yeah. there. It's really nasty. God, yeah. You really like feel it, like the idea of your cheeks splitting. Ugh. Yeah. It's grim. Visceral. Visceral. Brutal. That's a good way of putting it. Mm, thank you. Okay. Um, after Halloween 3 tanked, mm-hmm. um... Mustafa Akkad, the uh, wise old producer, wanted to bring back Michael Myers. Yeah. Uh, last seen smoldering in a hospital corridor, covered in the charred remains of his childhood psychiatrist. Yes. <laughs> After a script that was championed by Carpenter and Hill uh, was dismissed <laughs> for being too cerebral, so they left. Carpenter and Hill sold off their interest in the franchise um, and won't be involved again until much later. Um, mm. Akkad decided to move back to the basics, so in 1988, Myers came home again. Give me those basics of Halloween 4, the return of Michael Mears. Well, it's difficult for Michael Mears to return because he is dead, and Dr. Loomis is dead. Very um, dead. But he's also, um, as well as being dead, Michael Myers has been in a coma for 10 years, uh, at, this, at which stage the man in, in charge of the hospital or the morgue or wherever he's wherever they keep coma patients I don't know decides <laughs> yeah. just in case <laughs> just stick him in there he's probably gonna die yeah. might as well have him here the cleaner will knock the plug out <laughs> so that the so he decides it's perfectly safe to transport him to Smith Grove uh, Sanitarium yeah, it's a vegetable massive coincidence it's not he wakes up he kills what? the paramedics including sticking a thumb right through someone's head and <laughs> right through it. goes off to Haddonfield hooray uh, Loomis who is dead learns of Michael's escape and pursues him <laughs> And then the film becomes an interesting and uneven sort of game of cat and mouse where, yeah. where he's, he's tracking him and he's going, well, maybe mm. he's, maybe he's been here. I did shoot him in the heart. <laughs> then we're introduced to Jamie Lloyd, Ooh. the daughter of Laurie Strode, <gasps> who died in a car crash. Oh. Jamie Lloyd is, uh, having nightmares about Michael Myers without quite knowing who he is. Uh-huh. Uh, she, much like Laurie, has been adopted and is tolerated but loved by her sister, Rachel. Yes. The catch is there's a big old barn dance going down at the YMCA. I love it. Yeah, or something like that. And yeah. Rachel wants to go with her crush, Brady. This yeah. cannot happen because Rachel has to stay with Jamie and babysit her because the parents are going out because the dad really wants a promotion. He really wants it. God. This is what's going to get them to the Seychelles. Yes. Where there are um, no Michael Myers. <laughs> Rachel uh, then finds out that Brady, snubbed by Rachel just hours ago, has gone straight to the sheriff's daughter, Kelly. Oh my God. Not legitimately rebound sex. 
It's pre-bound um, sex. Yes, really. <laughs> pre-bound. <laughs> Classic Michael Myers gets to Haddonfield and then cuts the power by yep. uh, for the whole town this time by throwing yep. a man into it. Um, Luke- <laughs> I can't do anything without murdering someone. <laughs> if he needs to buy milk, he'll find a way of doing it that involves killing someone. Just don't want to see him uh, freshly squeezed orange juice. <laughs> the town forms a lynch mob to hunt down Michael. They shoot at some civilians. Uh, things happen, and it is contrived that contrived that Loomis and the sheriff take Rachel and Jamie to the sheriff's house, where they are forced to spend time with Brady and Kelly. Yep. No. Oh. Uh, Rachel then blames Kelly for what happened, despite it being Brady's fault. Michael gets in, kills Kelly and the sergeant who's standing guard. Brady Brady dies trying to defend Jamie and Rachel um, uh-huh. in what has since come to be known as a real passengers move. <laughs> they make it onto the roof because this is a horror film. Uh-huh. Uh, I lost interest, but then. <laughs> Rachel falls off the roof and I start paying attention again. Myers absolutely knackers Loomis. Oh, man. Um, and Rachel turns up and bops him with a fire extinguisher. They escape <laughs> <Boop>. and... <laughs> uh, they escape in the lynch mob's lynching truck, but Myers is somehow on the truck as well. He kills all the men and there's a crash. Jamie goes over to Myers and touches him and then everyone with a gun, including Jamie, shoot Myers dead. <laughs> she pulls a forty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Double tap, <It's> bitch. A... <laughs> um, such a weird little girl. Yeah. She is. Um, so few. Everything's okay. Once again, Jamie is possessed by the same um, murderlust as Michael Myers and kills her mum. Oh. Oh, and Loomis says no a few times. Oh, yeah. No! 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 Yeah. No. No, 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 no. No. Credits. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That is Halloween 4. So... Yeah. Didn't get a very good critical reception, but most fans see it as being like a return to form. Yeah, for the thing, and I think that's fair. Yeah, I would I would say so. It had some really nice lingering moments. I yeah. really like the cat and mouse game. Love it. Loomis and Myers. There was um, some really interesting stuff there. Yep. There's there's brooding and there's mm. there's introspection from Loomis and probably not Myers. But. Yeah. I did get genuinely kind of invested in in some of the um the characters as well. Our survivors, like the so what was the sister's name? Um. Rachel. Rachel. Rachel's mm. heartbreak at seeing her boyfriend with, yeah. you know, uh, the sheriff's daughter. That's yeah. upsetting. I think mean, it, it gets a bit stale in the third act when they yeah. hold up in the sheriff's house yeah. and they're just waiting for him to show up. And Loomis yeah. disappears for no fucking obvious reason. Yeah. He just goes off to, oh, maybe I should check his house again. It's like, ooh. Gonna go and convene with Saruman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's an evil in the West. <laughs> Fine. When he comes back, Loomis the White. <laughs> He's got a better gun. <laughs> He's got a machine gun. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and then it, it, it stagnates a bit as they chase him around the sheriff's house and they end up on the roof and yeah. all that. But then by the time they run away from there and get to the school, suddenly things are interesting again. And, it, yeah. and, and there's a real wild card element in, in the form of this, this mob bunch. Yeah. Who at one point just shoot a fucking guy. Wasn't yeah. it? Ted Hollerstock. Yeah. They just shoot a kid in the Hollister, in a hedge. Sorry. It was a really cool sort of uh, take shelter sort of vibe with Jamie where yes, she was yeah. imagining Michael Myers or she thought she did, but she didn't really know him at that at that stage. Yeah, and and, we and didn't know. No. Either. And so there was all this stuff about, is, you know, is she imagining Michael Myers being there? And then for the, 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 the twist at the end, for her to have been sort of susceptible to it the whole time. And yeah. was it through Michael Myers touching her? And it's really cool. It just loses steam. Um, yeah, it and- just runs out of what to do next. Mm. Because one of the things it does that I really like is everyone just believes Loomis. Yeah. It's not like the first one where it's like, come on, old man, what are you yeah. talking about this? Yeah. And then the final act, because that gets really tiresome. Yeah. Um, if you keep doing that. So everyone's yeah. just like, oh, Myers is here. All right, fuck it. Let's, let's close yeah. the city down. And it's like, yeah. let's barricade ourselves. Yeah. Let's, we know who he's coming after. Let's fucking yeah. secure it. But 
Once you've yeah. got that in place, you then have to sort of, how's Myers going to take them apart? And that could have been creepier. It could have been mm. like the scene in Aliens. Yeah. Where they're, they're holed up and the aliens are like cutting the power and sneaking in. Yeah. With Michael Myers. You know, they, they could have introduced the aspect of cabin fever. You know, they're all in this house. Yeah, true. Not just in the house, but the, the town, which has been hermetically sealed. Um, couple of things to point out. In the original script, uh, the opening shot was a long shot of the, um, hospital corridor. And then suddenly it blows up and Loomis's body is like thrown into the corridor, showing him getting away from the explosion, which yeah. is the funniest fucking thing I've ever thought about. <laughs> just <laughs> a cold clinical hospital. And then just bam! And Loomis is propelled <laughs> across the room, across the corridor. What was your one spooky thing about Halloween fa- uh, 4? It was, uh, I don't want to be like a broken record here, but it was Donald Pleasance's gun. <laughs> It's at the same time a, a part of him and the most not a thing that a psychiatrist should own. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter whether it's a revolver that could legitimately have been handed down to him from a relative in the war or like a Smith & Wesson that he clearly bought himself after considering it. <laughs> Smith & Wesson was semi-automatic, pearl-handled <laughs> fucking thing. This is the most gangster gun you've ever seen in your life. My one spooky moment was... um the, Right, there's a bit near the beginning where his ride is compromised by Myers. And after a really cruel prank played on him by a bunch mm. of school kids where they look like they're going to give him a lift and then drive off, which <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the point of that was except to make me feel bad. But yes, uh, he gets picked up by a preacher who gives yeah. him an old lift and a good old lift. And whilst he's going, the preacher's quite obviously kind of insane. He's mm. talking about hunting it and yes. hunting the end of the world mm. and he's going to follow it to the end of his days. And what's hilarious is as crazy as he is. He's a lot like Sam Loomis, and I think Loomis realizes that. I yeah. don't know how self-aware it is. Like he's like, God, I'm a madman, <laughs> or if he's just like, Oh, good, there's more of us out there. <laughs> I'm Keep hoping fighting the good fight, brother. <laughs> hoping it's the former that he's just like, Yeah. Oh God, I'm as crazy as this guy. Anyway, here's to you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what was your favorite kill from Halloween Four: The Revenge of Michael? The Return of whatever. <gasps> Thumb in the head. Thumb in the head. Thumb. He just digs a thumb right through this guy's forehead just puts it in it's like a like into a thing. pie yeah it, yeah it is just testing a pie mm, done <laughs> and my favorite kill which is that when the rednecks are driving um probably not cool to call them rednecks right <laughs> no. when the mob are driving <laughs> driving uh jamie and her sister out of yeah. town michael Myers is on the top of the car just like the first film yeah he smashes his hand through the window and just grabs a guy's neck and, like pulls it away from his throat, like the flesh. It's awful. Yeah, it really sucks, but it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. Even though the slasher movie craze was subsiding by the late 80s, Halloween 4 did surprisingly well. So production on a new one started whilst 4 was actually still in theatres. That seems cute by today's standards. <laughs> really, production on the next one would start before the production of the previous one. <laughs> um, but the studio rejected the idea of making Jamie into the killer now, which is what the previous film suggested. Mm. Much to the disappointment of Donald Pleasance, who really wanted that little girl to be evil. <laughs> um, and Daniel Harris, the actress, who said, um, the way Halloween 4 ended, I thought I was going to be the killer. I thought it would have been fun to come back and back as the killer or as Michael's sidekick. Scary, but fun. It's like, that's the cutest fucking idea <laughs> of Michael Aww. Myers having little Jamie Lloyd as his sidekick. <laughs> they go around murdering together. <laughs> I love it. I want that movie. Aw, just the two of us. Aw, just the two of us. <laughs> we can make it if we, we try. 
Anyway, production was rushed. Um, they started without a full script and they ended up actually cutting gore from this one because Akkad suddenly decided he wanted to make a minimalist movie like the first one. I'm sorry, what? He's a madman. He's fucking, fucking changing. Minimalist. He changes idea after every single film. If if, if you un- unscroll at the Dogma ninety five <laughs> manifesto, he's just got his name fucking like Guy Fawkes at the end of it. Like, oh, I'm Akkad. <laughs> so they got this one out. Exactly one year later, yeah, uh, in 1989. And yeah, it goes a bit like this. Uh, after falling into the pit, he ends up living with a hermit in what I think is a reference to the Bride of Frankenstein, where sure. that happens to Frankenstein. Except the hermit and Frankenstein bond over mm. cigarettes and, you know, the importance of companionship. Mm-hmm. Myers just fucking murders the guy. <laughs> um, and he gets his mask back. Meanwhile, Jamie Lloyd, Daniel Harris, that same actress, um, continues to be alive. Which yes. is lovely. Um, and is currently in a hospital. Um, and she's also mute yep. due to psychological trauma uh, from... Donald Pleasance. Yeah, Donald Pleasance, who continues to show up every now and then to hassle her <laughs> because he knows that she has some sort of weird psychic link to Michael. Mm-hmm. Loomis believes he's still out there, so he keeps showing up to try and just bother her. <laughs> Meanwhile, life is kind of moving on for the people around Jamie. Mm-hmm. Her sister Rachel um, has friends, including one uh, monster, an t- awful human being uh, called Tina. Ugh. <laughs> um, who just consumes the life of everyone around her. Rachel's actually murdered pretty early on. Yeah. And the dog. Tina's um, all right there. Tina's fine, luckily. And she has her friends, her boyfriend, and another couple that she hangs around with. And they're going to a Halloween party and a farm. Ooh, a farm. Plenty of opportunities for farm-related murders, you might think. No, you'd be wrong. Anyway, they um, they go to a barn. There are kittens there. There's a couple of awful cops. Comic relief cops with clown sound effects. Yeah. In one scene. <laughs> All clear. Nothing above, nothing below. Tina's mates are killed in the barn. Yeah. Uh, the kittens did it. Weirdly. But mm-hmm. Michael Myers says, it's alright, I'll take the rap for this one. And he goes out and murders the two ridiculous cops. <laughs> oh, that's so funny! Murdered. Mm-hmm. Jamie has escaped from the hospital and run to the farm. And meets back up with Tina. <laughs> also, yeah. she's got a boy with her. Um, oh, yeah. Little kid. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they end up getting chased by Myers through a woods. Yeah. Through a woods. Um, mm-hmm. And Tina gives up her life. Oh, such a noble sacrifice. Her death is annoying. As annoying as she was alive. Yeah. Um, and it buys them seconds, literally seconds, yeah. until they manage to get to the freedom of Sam Loomis's car, which is no kind of freedom. <laughs> Loomis, Not if you're Jamie Lloyd. <laughs> Loomis says, it's okay. It's okay, Jamie Lloyd. You're safe now. And then he immediately turns around from her and says, Michael! <laughs> I'll have Jamie ready for you to kill at your old house. <laughs> so come now. She'll be ready, Michael. Let go of the rage <laughs> by killing this little girl. And yeah, it turns into kind of the last scene of the fourth one, <laughs> where yeah. they're just in Michael Myers' house this time instead of the sheriff's house with mm. fewer guns and only one cop played by an excellent character actor. Just <laughs> everyone dies. Jamie ends up being chased around. Loomis goes off again. Oh, I think this time he's stabbed in the chest. Hmm. <laughs> Which is, you know, very convenient, Mr. Loomis. But he's luring him into a trap with a tranquilizer gun. Yeah. And they just 
beats him up with a wooden plank. Yeah. Um, and then apparently he just suffers a stroke and collapses, Loomis. So. Oh, okay. That's got, what that was. That's what that was. Oh, I, like, yeah. I, I really thought he died again. <laughs> Michael is then taken to jail. Yeah. Because he's all tranked and beaten out. Yep. Um, and the sheriff says, don't worry. He's going to go into a jail cell until the day he dies. And Jamie says, he never dies. <laughs> Really they cute. say that that's fucked up, sweetie. Let's um let's get you out of here. But then all the way through the movie, there's been these weird shots of a guy in black with mm. metal toes. Yes, um, on his shoes. Not yeah, just, <laughs> he's wearing sandals. It's terrifying. <laughs> um, and he shows up at the end to machine gun the cops and break yeah. Michael out. It seems, mm. and it ends with Jamie just sort of looking despondently on as um into the cell that should have contained her yeah. psychotic uncle doing her own no. Yeah, her no. Own version, no, no. Nope. Nope. Not for me. No. And then, yeah, <laughs> cut to black. That was Halloween 5. Paul, what'd you make of it? Um, my favourite thing is how Michael Myers is routinely mistaken for people's boyfriends in this franchise. <laughs> yeah. This, this happens again. He looks and, like everyone. But he's just, just dressed as Michael Myers in this one. And, and <laughs> Tina sits right down next to him in the car and has a whole con- like one-sided conversation <laughs> with him where yeah. he's just like, ooh, the silent treatment. Well, there's no need to be rude. Yeah, I guess you're right. I there's am no need to mean. have all burnt hands and be a tall, <laughs> foot taller. The, f- the film in general, yeah, it was a disaster for the first 45, 50 minutes, I think. Yeah, definitely. It was the mo- one of the most incompetent yeah. pieces of trash <laughs> that I've seen in a long time. Weirdly, the moment Tina dies, like the very second yeah. Tina dies, there's an excellent shot of Jamie being chased by a car through the woods. Yes! Which is really fucking cool, and it looks dangerous as fuck. It's like, fucking Daniel Harris is like Jackie Chan. (laughs) She's the best, because it's definitely her, just running away from this car. And she's badass. And, and like, uh, immediately after Tina's dead, Mm. the movie gets so much better. Because suddenly, like, um, Loomis has this, like, thing to say to Myers. This idea of, oh, I know you hate this too. Yeah. Which is a great idea. Yeah. Like, Myers is as sick of this ballet between the two of them as he is yeah and he's like and if you want to finally end it just come to this come to the house yeah and we'll, we'll figure out an ending together that was that was what i really liked about the film yeah. it was it was that part of it there was a heart to it and yeah. the thought that just for a second that michael myers was um vulnerable yeah. he's actually suffering that it, it was so strange that after tina's hero's death yeah she had a sort of boromir thing going on at the end there <laughs> And and then, and then, like you said, it just it just got very good after that. But it did really, it was the blandest shit because yeah. her friends are so annoying, and we're just with them for ages. Yeah. And I, it, it feels like that cynical thing that I argue that good horror movies don't do this. Hmm. We're meant to wait for them to be killed. Yeah, we're meant to be like, oh thank God, that one's dead. And that's not how you're meant to be feeling in horror movies. You're meant to be like, oh God, please no. Ah! Yeah, yeah. Like I really yeah. liked um, Maya's chasing um, Daniel Lloyd through the house. Daniel yeah. Lloyd. Daniel Harris, yeah. Jamie Lloyd, yeah. through the house, um, yeah. and, and they end up in the in the shoot, uh, which is a really cool kind of tense sequence. That is very cool, actually. Yeah, that is very cool. That's mm. a very tense sequence. A, a, a lot of it, I was laughing at. Yeah, um, which is just the <laughs> delirium and set in the Loomis. Yeah, <laughs> Tina's effect on our brains. Yeah, yeah, it's like a spider bite. <laughs> we might not have said exactly why it is that Tina is so horrendous. Be sensible. <laughs> Tina! Um, so high-pitched. Yeah. Very bad acting. Mm. Like, unreasonably excitable in every scene. Reprehensible as a character in her motivations. Do you know who she's reminded me of? Who's that? 
Nick Swanson. Yeah, she's the... very much the way he acts in in, in films. It just not yeah. one movement isn't enough. Yeah, yeah. Can't. It's not enough just to do a weird laugh. Has to like stick stick her leg <laughs> out and go woo at the same time. Yeah. All right. Well, you've talked about your one spooky thing. Yep. My one spooky thing pertains to one of my favorite things about Form Five, and that is the performance of Daniel Harris. Yep. She was excellent in yep. both of these. She was a really cool figure, and in my favorite moment. Um, it, it's kind of just, it's the, ironically her last moment and it's mm. really haunting and it's the, the jail cell is broken up and she's just looking at this em- emptiness yeah. where her uncle has left and she just knows that, you know, this is going to go on and more people are going to die. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. She was actually great in this, Daniel mm. Harris. Really good. I was really impressed. Her, she does this silent scream at the beginning of the film where she oh, wakes yeah. up from a nightmare. Yeah. And it's just so tortured and tragic. Yeah. Um, just way better than 90% of the adult performances <laughs> in the entire franchise. It's true. Well well done her. And you also look like the girl from Matilda, so points there. Uh, Mara Wilson. Mara Cara Wilson. That's her name. Mara Wilson. That's why I fucked up. In the first place. It's all come full circle. Oh. Now we can die. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favourite kill? Mikey. Uh, the greaser oh, yeah. boyfriend who gets a claw hammer in his head. Yes, he does. And it's full on contact and it's, again, just... Stellar. It's it's just how the characters in, in these films become pieces of meat the second they're hit by Michael Myers. They're just... It's just... <laughs> yeah. They're dead now. <laughs> Oops. That person you knew? Gone. Yeah. There's no like, no, <laughs> don't die. It's just... <laughs> he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> You're next. Yeah. There's not terribly many that's memorable in this, but I did like um the devil girl. Um... Mm. Tina's friend um, getting a throat cut in the barn dressed up as the devil dressed up as the devil uh, for Halloween she is the devil she is the devil it was all a subterfuge um, yeah she gets a throat cut and there's a spray of arterial blood mm. an arterial spray of blood um, <laughs> on the floor yeah. um, and a kitten gets covered in blood and it's very horny <laughs> and you <laughs> and finally that finished. was my thing yeah <laughs> okay so 1989 is considered to be the year that finally killed the slasher movie from its golden age after 11 years of increasing excess, mm. um, Halloween 5 was the lowest grossing film of the series. Like, to now, it is. Huh. Doing slightly worse, and this will fucking tell you the state of things, it did slightly worse than Nightmare on Elm Street 5 and Friday the 13th Part 8, both of which were released the same year. Damn. Holy crap, what an age. <laughs> um, Akkad put the series on hold, uh, and then some complicated legal issues kept Myers out of cinemas for six years. Restraining order. <laughs> made by cinema kept taking his phone out in cinemas didn't he <laughs> oh what a punk yeah legs in the aisle <laughs> uh, until Miramax uh, bought the rights and distributed it through their Dimension Films uh, thing uh, Daniel Farrens wrote a script for Halloween 6 that would reference every previous Halloween even the third one and tie it all up and fully explain all those chilling mysteries that everyone hates uh, it was a very good script uh, it gave one of the um, execs a sleepless night they said. Hmm. Uh, it was also very moody and atmospheric, and it was actually the script that got Donald Pleasance to sign up for another film. Oh. Uh, then the producers thought the script was boring, so they rewrote it after he signed up. Oh. Yeah. So, Paul, walk me through the smooth, smooth experience of Halloween 666, The Curse of Michael Myers. <laughs> From uh, the end of the last film and the explosion at the police station. Oh, I love that bit. Myers and Jamie are abducted. Six years later, (laughs) 
Jamie, who is now 38 years old, is pregnant. Uh, a midwife <laughs> helps her escape after giving birth, and she only makes it so far before Myers catches up with her and stabs her up. Oh, no. But she's not dead. <gasps> and Myers can't find the baby. Oh. Paul Rudd. He's in it. Uh, he's Tommy <laughs> from the first film. Babysit- ah. Babysitted by um, Jamie Lee Strode. Yes. Yes. Oh, that kid. Yeah. He finds the baby in a bus station and uh, then manages to find Dr. Loomis um, in a hospital. Yeah. Because Dr. Loomis is there to see Jamie. Yeah. Who is killed. Yeah. Finally. She's shot in the head. Yeah. Yes, by uh, a mystery man. Is it the man in the, 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 the silver wingtips? I guess so. Why not? Yeah, it definitely is. Because yeah. we find out who he is in this one. Yes. Um, so so she's dead. Dr. Loomis was convinced to come out of retirement by his old friend, uh, Liar Liar Lawyer. Yep. And it turns out that Tommy is obsessed with Michael Myers having, you know, narrowly escaped death, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And he lives across the road from his old house. Now, in this old house, members of the Strode family currently living there, including the abusive uh, Biff Taylor-esque husband, played by (laughs) new winner of the Jean-Claude Van Damme Best Name in Hollywood Award, Bradford English. Bradford English. Oh, man. Tommy also believes that Michael Myers has been inflicted with Thorn... Syndrome. Thorn Syndrome. An (laughs) ancient curse that compels the afflicted to sacrifice their next of kin on Halloween. Back to to that family, we have Kara and her son Danny, who have moved back into the family home while Kara goes to university to better herself. (laughs) Anyway, Michael kills off the supporting cast and we are left with Tommy, Kara, Danny, Loomis and Liar Liar Lawyer. But the Liar Liar Lawyer is the ominous man in black shoes and steel toe caps. Oh, God almighty. Yeah, he's the one we've seen wandering around the last couple of films and um, his cult take the surviving cast members to their secret lair oh yes uh win who is the liar liar lawyer evil man he wanted to get jamie's baby and to keep michael as a kill slave michael myers kills some of the cult members because um uh cara appeals to his better nature uh <laughs> tommy manages to stop myers in his tracks by saying samhain <gasps> do you remember no from halloween 2 many uh, films ago the hot tub um, yes, it was written in very small letters on the surface of the water in the hot tub. <laughs> and um, yeah, and that stops him. And Tommy runs away and they get into a car, all of them. And Loomis says, now I must stay behind to settle something. Yeah. Um, he goes back in. He sees Michael Myers on the floor. He's in his mask and all that. He takes off the mask and it's win, liar, liar, lawyer. Ah. Um, Michael Myers has uh, been fr- freed himself from the cult. Um, and then, then Dr. <laughs> Loomis has the mark of the thorn on his wrist. Yeah. And he screams, and that's the end of that film. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, some of you listening might be like, wait a minute, I've seen Halloween six loads of times. Yes. Some of you might. <laughs> um, that doesn't sound familiar to me. That sounds quite different in several important ways. Yes. Well, there was a cut of this. Then they showed it to a focus group. Which apparently consisted mostly of 14-year-old boys. Um, and they expressed dissatisfaction with the project, with the product. <laughs> um, and the ending in particular. And so the producers decided to respond, the director decided to respond to this by just fucking everything. Yeah. He... Shoving a fist through <laughs> the dreams of the film. Made the film, made the plot more confusing. Mm-hmm. And put in a baffling ending. Just makes no sense whatsoever. Mm. Um, cut most of Loomis out of the film, uh, dedicated to Samuel Loomis, to Donald Pleasance. Yes. Cut most of him out of the film. Uh, put more flash cuts in, yeah. where there'd be like flashes of white and then a cut. Mm-hmm. And like more of the story would play out that way. And also 
like weird 90s foom sound effects mm-hmm. and also more stings whenever Michael Myers entered the frame. And he put in some more violence. Yes. Yes, he did. We watched the producer's cut, the original cut that was shown to those 14-year-old boys. Yeah. So we don't have the reference for the really bad version yeah. of this. And I'm glad because after yes. four and five with its good bits and its, yeah. its bad bits... I found this fairly engaging and entertaining yeah, for the first even. hour. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, it was, there were some really good bits. I think Paul Rudd was excellent. Yep. Showed um, a real unruddy, um, quality. Yeah. Really. Something I don't think I've seen from him since. No, this, it was, this intensity. Yeah, it's very unruddy. I was only eight years old when I saw him, but I was one of the lucky ones. I survived. There Michael's I work isn't done in Haddonfield. And soon. Very soon, he'll come home. Yeah, he was like you know, like a Ryan Gosling in Drive kind of level of intensity yeah. with the, the big staring eyes and like moody performance, a and knowing smile every now and then. Yeah, tr- yeah, this troubled, this troubled guy, and him, he was great. Loomis was this tragic figure who yep. you know had spent this lifetime sort of trying to make up for this mistake of of not being yeah. able to. Sort of, get Michael Myers to stop killing people, yeah. basically. and yet was in a really good place at the beginning of the film because he's kind of chilled out. And yeah. he's, he's in his little lair, which yeah. is very nice, and yeah. um, he's moved on. He's writing stuff, and then yeah. they sort of pull him back in. Yeah, and it's very less is more because he's he's, yeah. he's much quieter. Everything yes. is much more balanced. Everything feels much more considered. Yes. And that is more intense than, yeah. than him running around like a <laughs> nutcase with a gun. And the last thing I need now is you going around spouting off ghost stories. I suppose it was a ghost that did all this. I, it was a ghost talking on the radio last night. And that's a ghost being carried out here right now. Yeah, absolutely. He does, of course, when, when um, you know, when he's re-enlisted, he smashes the fire glass and gets yeah. his shotgun back and he cocks <laughs> it with one hand and <laughs> like, let's get this bitch. <laughs> I feel like we do have to say this was Pleasance's last appearance in a yeah. Halloween film and his last film because he died yeah. before production was finished. So let's just like take a moment here just to talk about Pleasance in these movies. Mm. He's he, often the most entertaining thing in them, sometimes because he's being so hammy, sometimes because yeah. he's being so good. Mm. But he always brought something to the films and yeah, often just some of the most beautiful tender moments. Like in this, when, when he's about to go back inside and he like mm. smiles for the benefit of the little yeah. boy. It's so sweet. Yeah, it really was. Um, and I think the franchise as a whole would have been in a lesser oh god being without him. You know, imagine it without him. It, yeah. So coming back to Halloween Six, you, I, I agree. It had its it had some real moments, some great moments of menace, yeah. an interesting plot. Yeah. Like we didn't know where it was going. It wasn't yeah. just set up a bunch of young people and kill them off one by one. The the, the attempt to explain Myers as being yeah. a, the result of a Celtic curse. <laughs> it's not great because the no. more you strip away the mystery of what Myers is and who he is, the the the, the least the less scary it gets. But it is at the very least interesting. It's interesting the way they try to like explain everything. Yeah, when, when yeah, when you start adding <laughs> details, achieve? then there it just raises more questions, I suppose. But the better moments were the bits where it just like her being or just maintain the spookiness of the original yeah which were almost entirely cut out of the the original theatrical cut so it really just goes to show i don't think akkad really understood what he had with all this what was your one spooky thing about halloween 666 my one spooky thing was uh just 
just just Paul Rudd in general. Yeah, just man. Some some really great lingering shots on his uh, beautiful face. Absolutely. Um, whole you know universes were ending behind those eyes. <laughs> um, as the cogs were turning, he was yeah. you know thinking things through yeah. in that kind of. Uh, like dented mind of his yeah, that yeah. he'd had from for, <laughs> forever now. Yeah, um, he really brought a lot to 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 that film, I think. And again, yeah, like like Pleasance in a lot of them. Like without without him, I wonder yeah. how invested I would have been. Really <laughs> liked him in it. He was great. Yeah. Um, my one spooky thing was the moment where Dan uh, Donald Pleasance says goodbye to Dan um, Danielle Harris's character. Yeah. Um, she, she doesn't play in this. She was meant to, but she asked for five thousand dollars for the role, and that was apparently too much. It's ridiculous. But um, she asked for people to just think about what they were doing for a second, and Mustafa <laughs> Akkad flinched at the tough word. Get in the bin with John Carpenter. I'll give you your money, twats. Tuppence for you. <laughs> so yeah, um, Jamie Lloyd, uh, Donald Pleasance comes in, and it's like touching her head. She's been killed. And he's like, he he really regrets because he he failed her. Mm. He's failed her. Like the first four and five was all about him, uh, sometimes protecting her, sometimes using her as bait. <laughs> but ultimately, in the greater scheme of things, doing what is best to try and save her from mm. Myers. Yeah, he fails, and it's really sad. And yeah, Pleasance puts a lot into that moment, and it, it it's a really sad moment because, of course, we know and like Jamie Lloyd as a character. So yeah. he's a really tragic figure. Yeah, come the end, absolutely. My favourite kill came from the cut that we watched, yeah. uh, the producer's cut, and it is that in the corridor, the nurse that um, suddenly decided that actually maybe I shouldn't be part of this weird death cult, um, Freeze, what's her name, the one I just said I really liked, <laughs> Jamie Lloyd, um, and then My- Myers shows up and like shoves her head into a spike that they just yeah. have in the corridor for no reason, and then after it's been shoved on, her body's like hanging from the spike and twitches a bit, and yeah. kind of a dark mirror of the first, the boyfriend's death in the first film. Pretty grim. Yeah. Yeah. Grim Memorable. indeed. Now, that was probably my favourite from the producer's cut, but it's worth mm. mentioning, um, this just pure piece of cinema from, uh, <laughs> from the, from the director's cut. Yes. Uh, the dad's Biffley English. In, uh, in the producer's cut, he is just le- electrocuted. Am I right? In the yeah. He's electrocuted yeah. and we cut to outside and there's lights flashing. And yeah. That's and, it. And, and that, and that's that. In the director's cut, it cuts back. Um, <laughs> The camera just then stays on on the dad as he's electrocuted more and more until his head blackens. explodes. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, skin blackens and he just bursts <laughs> like porridge, <laughs> like b- porridge coming out of a balloon. Okay, that movie didn't do very well. Yeah, because of the terrible cut it was in, and the slasher movie was dead by that point. Yeah. However, in the mid nineties, the slasher movie was rejuvenated thanks to movies like Candyman mm-hmm. in the early nineties. Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which was Wes Cra- a lot of people forget is Wes Craven's first attempt at a self-aware postmodern huh. uh, horror film, which right. you'll discover next year. <laughs> um, and of course, Scream uh, in 1995. Yes. So by 1998, there was something of a resurgence in, of interest mm. in the genre. Uh, and so on the 20th anniversary of Halloween, we get The Truman Show. And also Halloween H20 20 years later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Halloween H2O. Oh, okay. Shut all my notes about the Truman Show. Um, eat them. Eat them. Do they taste good, Paul? No! Taste like wrong. I hate it!
first. Uh, is murdered in her home. Okay. Yep. She was Dr. Loomis's nurse. Yeah. And so got murdered. Also, Joker, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets killed as well. Yeah. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. And his mate? I think so. Anyway. And his mate. Yeah. Um, Myers did this for reasons. Uh, but he learns, therefore, that Laurie Strode, in fact, is still alive! She didn't Damn. die in a car crash off screen ages ago. What a twist. Oh, then what's happened to Dr. Loomis? That's what I want to know. Oh, well, he's dead. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, Laurie Strode is now the dean of a fancy prep school, mm-hmm. uh, which her son, Josh Hartnett, attends as well. Yeah. As does Michelle Williams. Mm. And LL Cool J's a guard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I remember. He <laughs> did that rap. <laughs> did I'm that a guard. Rap. I'm a guard. I'm well hard. You ain't getting in here without a card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could be a rapper. Let me write that down. <laughs> I can do it. Ooh, can you put my bits down as well? We could be a duo. A oh, we're gonna be Sultan Gumman. <laughs> Paul squared. Paul squared. We're P squared. They're all in the school. Michael yeah. Myers shows up. And he just kills a whole bunch of them, and then Lois Strode cuts his head off. That's <laughs> it, isn't it? Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. I mean, okay, people who survived: Josh Hartnett, yeah, Michelle Williams, yeah, LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. Ladies love Cool James. They do so much so that Michael Myers had to spare him. Had to. We can figure the ladies before. <laughs> um, and Laurie Strode. But people who don't make it out, Michael Myers gets yeah. his head cut off by Jimmy the Curses. No way. Yeah. So he's dead. Yes. Way. Yep. That is, that's another thing is this, this is like the easiest plot to sum up since the first one. And I yeah. think that's a good thing. Yeah. I think that really goes in its favor because, yeah, spoiler alert, we liked this one. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I saw this for the first time when I was about 12. Mm. I specifically remember seeing it, re- you know, shortly after Scream and the, the guy that I was watching it with. Guy. Yeah. The, the dude. <laughs> Some fucking guy. The 12 year old man that I was watching it with. Um, <laughs> oh God, I, he was legally allowed to kill you. you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, but he asked me, who do you think Michael Myers is? Ne- <laughs> never seen, cool, Jay. yeah, never seen Halloween before. He was, you know, thinking, was, oh, maybe it's the teacher, maybe it's Mr. Brennan. And he was there of because and, of Scream. Yeah, yeah. I did try try to explain that it wasn't that kind of movie, but um, <laughs> he kept he made oh, he made me guess, and I had to give him a, a <laughs> Michelle give, Williams. I had to give him a, an answer that was wrong. I knew was wrong in my heart. <laughs> I think Michael Myers. It was yeah. cool that Laurie Strode had a, a lover guy yeah. in this. Yeah, she was allowed some happiness. <laughs> Briefly. Also, it you know, female sexual desire doesn't get explored much in yeah. uh, mainstream movies. But hey, once again, another example of horror movies being a little ahead of the curve. Yes, sometimes some in of very them. specific ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but in, but you know, in other other ways, the relationship between her and her son Josh Hartner was yep. great. I thought it was, loved it. it, was, her it was, genuine fear for him. Yeah, a lot of the characters seem really cool. I quite like LL Cool J's character with his yes. little side, like subplot of when him trying to make up. it as a as a as a writer and reading all of his like <laughs> terrible prose, sexy prose to his wife. Yeah, as soon as he shows up, I was like, oh god, he's like awkward comic relief. But no, he's fine. Yeah. The girlfriend is a bit caricaturist, just a sort of mouthy, you know, black woman on the. Yeah. I assume she's black. Well, oh, you see? see, see how it gets in. That's how you become a racist, yeah. everyone. Just a little assumption, and you're gone. You're behind the curve. Yeah, I'm gonna go sign up for I don't know, Trump, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how this works. Um, <laughs> how no, to become the, not a racist. A slightly caricaturist, mouthy woman on the other end of the line. Yeah. Um, you know, typical nagging wife, but yeah. nevertheless, he was great. I yeah. really liked him. Yeah, the camera work was excellent in this. Really yeah. dynamic. It made it feel like really fast paced. Yes, it did. Um, I mean, it's a very short film as yeah, well. Yeah. But it didn't even feel its length. It was just there and in these immediate kind of threatening, thrilling moments. And then it moves on. 
there are so many nods to to yeah. horror films. Yeah, so many nods. There was this, um, a yes. brief uh, snippet of the Psycho music. Well, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis's mum is Janet Lee, who was yeah. the uh, Lee character in Psycho. Yeah. Who yeah shows up in this um, in order to have a word with Jamie about monsters and how it's yeah. important to face up face up to them. Yeah. Um, and how bad things happen to all of us, which is a very knowing nod. Mm. And then she goes and gets into the car from Psycho. It's the actual car, nah. the prop yeah. used. Um, whilst a little refrain of the Psycho theme plays. Bits of uh, the Scream soundtrack, yep. did you say? Yes, spliced yep. in dimension there. films. Yep, yeah, they use some of the Scream soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, mm. Back to Myers himself. Yeah. He was. He seemed faster, more agile, like yes. without, without running. Without running or like breaking the character. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was much more of a threat, the way he yeah. just relentlessly comes at you. Yeah. Uh, like a brisk walk that yeah. he, can, he can outstride you is the thing. Yes. It, it was no longer just the it follows pace. Yeah. Uh, and just suddenly he's there. He was like, you knew how he was there because he was a fucking menace in this. Yeah. Uh, there were some jump scares. Is that without it being overkill? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. just, just generally, just generally quite impressed by that. It, no? it was very competently made. Very competently made. I think that was, this feels like the sleekest production, probably yeah. of all of them. It feels yeah. like some money went into this. Yes. And it was just a really good fitting end to the Halloween story. Absolutely. Brilliant. What's your, uh, one spooky thing about Halloween H20, 20 years later? I absolutely love the exchange between Mr. Brennan, the male teacher, and uh, oh, the two yeah. main female students. What are you two up to tonight? Well, we thought we'd hit the town, pick up some guys, you know, drop some roofies in their drinks, have a whole date rape evening. Huh. Sounds good. Care to join us? I can't. I'm uh, I'm having my nipples pierced. Ah. But you two have a good time. That was just a really cool throwaway bit that was fucking funny. He's a nice counsellor. Yeah. Is the thing. And the kids like him. Yeah. And that's just a thing that happens. Yeah. Very cute. Um, my, my one uh, spooky thing. It, it's hard because the movie... The thing I loved about it was the atmosphere and the pacing, which is hard to condense into a moment. But mm-hmm. I really liked the repeat of the classroom sequence from the first movie. Mm. In the first movie, Laurie's in a classroom and there's a very ominous talk going on. It happens in Nightmare on Elm Street 2, in fact, yeah. where um the teacher's just talking about something that obviously applies to the situation that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's happening again in this, but they're talking about Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yes. And Michelle Williams is giving this rather good sort of commentary on the implications of the act... of the the, the the novel as it applies to the main character Victor Frankenstein and his failure to live up to responsibility. Yeah. And it applies to Strode, not because she made her monster, but because she persistently refuses to address him or confront him. And that's the cool thing about this, is that she has an actual arc. Yeah. And actually the reason Curtis agreed to do this is because she knew there was going to be a Halloween aid. They had told her and they'd actually written in the contrivance that would get Myers out of this situation in advance. Ah, uh, okay. they had, yeah. But she agreed to do this because, in her mind, her character arc would still be like finalized by the act, the final act of the film, yeah. which is cutting off Maya's head. Yeah, or at least she believes she is. Yeah, and that's what's important. It's about her learning to stand up for herself and become the survivor that she actually is. Mm, okay, and that was great. Yeah, favorite kill. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in this film <laughs> yes. uh, very briefly at the beginning, and uh, he they they come across him with an ice skate. In his face. In his face. It's just crushed his face inwards. Skate in the face. Yeah. In a chair. With some mace in the dark. <laughs> the, yeah, and that that's it. His you don't even see it happen, but he's yeah. just there and it's it's bloody grim. It's very grim. Yeah. Uh my favourite death is Older Goth Girl, who's a friend of uh, Michelle Williams. Yes. She has a rough time of it. She She's finds, a goth for starters. Has a you know, that's never easy. What do you wear at the beach? Um and then she um 
She finds her boyfriend dead. That's quite a sweet boyfriend. He's a nerdy kind of guy. Yeah. Anyway, he's dead. She runs away from him and climbs into a dumb waiter to get away from Myers. Mm. He gives her a very nasty blade to the thigh. Yeah. That, like, it doesn't cut straight through clean like you see in a movie. Yeah. It just kind of jabs her. Thuds in. scrapes across. Yeah, like a, a, like a blunt cleaver going into a like, leg of lamb. Yeah, and then when she's getting out of the dumbwaiter, he cuts the rope and the dumbwaiter, like, falls and somehow manages to, like, machete through most of her foot. Yeah. Only not all of it, so she's still able yeah. to slide it out, but it's got a deep gash in there and it's mm-hmm. really ugly. And as she's crawling away, the kill- uh, K- Myers comes, steps on her neck, and she pleads with him, but he stabs her in yeah. the back. And it's it's not very visual graphic, but... It's really upsetting. Yeah, what what's implied Impactful. is really yeah. upsetting, yeah. Yeah. Halloween 7 was intended to be the final installment, and kind of a love letter to the original, but unfortunately it made money. Mm, yes. That was its mistake. That see. was its mistake. So, Shouldn't have done that. So they shat this up. So, Paul, what happens in Halloween Resurrection? Um, I see... Oh, I've got the box here. and uh, oh. It's got the poster on the front. And, uh, oh, look, Jamie Lee Curtis is back. <laughs> well, that's exciting. What's she up to? Oh, well, for God's sake. She is, well, traumatised, apparently, because she didn't actually behead Michael Myers. What? Yeah, um, Myers knocked out a paramedic and switched places before he was taken away. So when um, Myers in Halloween uh, H2O... Uh, <laughs> Halloween, yeah. Halloween Water. Halloween, Halloween Water... Halloween chemical compound for water was seen apparently pleading with Curtis. It was actually a real human, terrified for his life. Um, he was unable to speak because Myers crushed his jaw. It's larynx. Larynx, that's the one. He punched him right in the old larynx. And, <laughs> right um, up the larynx. Yeah, he couldn't say anything. Um, so when he's actually reaching out for, for <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, it's a, it's a real man. I mean, say what you like about that, but it's more satisfying than Sherlock. We are in an asylum and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is being fed pills by the counsellor from Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> and she appears to be in a vegetative state. Vegetative. Yeah, a vegetative state. But she's not. She's been spitting out the pills and it was all a ruse because she knows Michael is coming for her. It's approaching Halloween. Yep. And he does. Oh, He comes into her room after slashing up a couple of the fools and uh, she springs a trap running away from him cut yeah. to the roof because it's a horror film she springs <laughs> another trap that ends with him strung up by the ankle but as she goes to cut the rope uh, and send him plummeting to his death which as we know would definitely kill him this oh, time definitely. he can't survive uh, a fall yeah Never it's, it's at least 10 feet that fall <laughs> uh, he he fakes her up right good doesn't he he pretends he's another innocent man that's right um, Laurie falls for it he drags her off the roof with him and then stabs him her. Stabs him. Then he stabs himself and she dies. Yeah. Nicks himself whilst he's stabbing her. And then so she falls to her death. Oh. Not before giving him a little kiss on the mouth. Yes, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. So yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis isn't in the movie much. No. Well, God, she, what? she was, but she's not. Oh, well, the other two most prominent characters on this and the ones who are on the back of the box um, yeah. is Tyra Banks and fucking yeah. Buster Rhymes. I guess they're <laughs> the main characters, right? Yeah, oh. I know. So there's a school and a reality show, which was in- invented by Buster Rhymes. Oh, right. And, okay. That's... And Tyra Banks, actually. Yeah, his story. Yep. Yeah, and the premise of this is these students have to spend a night in the uh, creepy old Myers place and they'll get a scholarship. 
which Ooh. actually is much easier than winning the talent show in <laughs> Bratz. Yeah. Glitter Bratz. Yeah. <laughs> Blatter. So because of that, scholarship in, in their sites, the main girl, Sarah, new Starbuck, Kevin from uh, American <laughs> Pie, and some other well-fleshed out human beings go in. They have different personalities and they're all very interesting and that makes for at least six conversations that happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael Myers starts killing people. He kills Tyra Banks. Yep. And he fails to kill Buster Rhymes. Oh. Buster gets him good. He busts him up. Yeah, he does. He busts him like a rhyme. Yeah. Actually, he shoots him. Oh. No, what he do- um, they scuffle, <laughs> and he's finally bested by an electric shock to the balls, and then dies f- Dies from a house burning down on top of him. On him. He's taken to the morgue, and oh boy, he's not dead, can't wait for the sequel. Ugh. Hey, Mikey! Happy fucking Halloween! Paul, what do you think of Halloween Resurrection? Oh, shit. It was shit, wasn't it? Fuck, Fuck it. me. Just rubbish. Everything about it. It, didn't, it wasn't... Didn't have anything to do with any of the other Halloweens except that Michael Myers was in it. There was no point to him yeah. doing any of the shit except that he was living in the house and eating the rats. <laughs> and, yeah, and, 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 some... and apparently having using herbs because uh, <laughs> because one of the characters, Rudy, who is a chef and would know about these kinds of things, was prowling around the kitchen because obviously he's interested. Takes out a little jar of or- oregano, yeah, and it's just like. Check this out. It's still fresh. As though he's fucking like garnishing his, his Welsh rare bit. Does he actually say it's still fresh? So it couldn't even have been left by like Biff Tannen and his family. No, I mean, I guess, I guess oh my God. that's what that might have been, but. No, that was like 20 years ago. Yeah. Now. Oh yeah, true. Fuck me. Yeah, just, just rubbish and nonsense. <laughs> just nonsense. Wow. The deaths were boring as yeah. fuck and it was just really flat and the characters were ridiculous. Yeah. There was there's some ideas at play, like this this reality TV thing is is different. Yeah, and you've got this like idea that the guy is back home. The girl, the, gu- the yeah. guy of the boy, <laughs> the yeah. guy of the girl, sure, yeah, is back home, like watching her being in trouble and yeah. like trying to send messages to help her. But it, very little is done with that idea in this. Yeah. And also, there's this idea that okay, we're gonna really because the the Maya's house has been in all these movies. Let's actually explore it. Let's move around mm. and like. We might get some clues as to what might made Myers so fucked up that isn't a fucking yeah. curse of the fawn. Uh, and they find like a crib, not a crib, a, a booster seat yeah. with chains. And is that because he was like an, he was like the penguin, like from Batman yeah. Returns? He was just like a monster from the beginning, or is it because he was abused? And yeah, the whole the whole thing of it being this reality show yeah, is yeah. a very naughty's idea. And yes. we were talking about this, and it it came up. You found out earlier that this wasn't directed by some some young upstart yes. who was making his way. It was the director of Halloween Two, two yes, um, which <laughs> Back makes nineteen eighty one. Yeah, which makes it very much a uh, millennials. Uh, kids <laughs> are so dumb with their mobile phones. Uh, yeah, what's wrong with a cup and ball? You know. <laughs> It's, it's, that would have saved them. Yeah, it's really like, oh, look, kids are dicks. You can't get they abused with a cup and ball. <laughs> <laughs> I was so bored of it. It's it the was worst really boring. It wasn't, it wasn't funny. There was no There was no Donald Pleasant's character. There was nope. no... Jamie was, no, was gone. Yeah, there was no likeable... No Daniel Harris. Yeah, no Daniel Harris. Nothing. No Jared Harris. <laughs> no Paul Rudd. No. It's just nothing. And, it's just Buster Rhymes. And Kevin from American Pie. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis actually only appeared in the film. Uh, she was contractually obliged, but she finally stopped fighting when she said, look, just make sure I fucking die in this one. Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, um, I don't have a favourite kill, because they're all really bad. Yeah, I mean, there's half of a good one where he crushes a guy's head and his eyes start bleeding, but nothing happens. He just There's a crack and then he drops him, and it's yeah. just not done with the same 
it didn't it didn't have to be ultra violent like in in episodes two through six, yeah. but it could have had some menace about it, and they just could've. didn't. Sorry, so. I do have a favorite death. I completely forgot when Jamie Lee Curtis is killed. Finally, yeah, they do give her a somewhat decent send off. Yeah, um, because she she's stabbed in the back, hanging from the roof, and then as Myers drops her, she sort of disappears and fades into the foliage below. Yeah, it's, it's slow motion, kind of whimsical music. It's it yeah. has some sort of gravitas to it. The idea of this momentous thing has yeah. happened, and the trees take her. Yes. They sort of, they swallow her up. Yes. Not before she kisses him on her, on his mask lips. so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you in hell. Yeah. Which is such a bitter well, ending for it. Because like the kiss, if she'd followed it up with something like, um, don't you want more or something like some sort of thing like Loomis appealing to him, like yeah. that would have been a sweet moment, but no, just I'll see you in hell. Yeah. It's a very bitter note for Laurie Strode. Lovable Laurie Strode for yeah. Halloween 78 to end on. Yeah. That's a bit of a pisser. <laughs> My favourite scene is I do like the way they got out of the previous ending. The, the yeah. whole explanation bit of like, oh, he swapped thing. Yeah. Because if you go good. back and watch that ending, yeah, it yeah. does seem to be pleading. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's, it's nicer to think that was Myers like reversing back to some sort of childhood state, a la, we need mm. to talk about Kevin. Yeah. But, um, that works if he's yeah. just a panicky fucking stranger. Mine, um, would either be ja- every, like, second that Jamie Lee Curtis was in it, or... <laughs> all um, five of them. Yeah, or the moment you pointed out that it was actually Starbuck playing one of the main characters, <laughs> and I got to think about Battlestar again. I got to be really happy for most of it, like, watching you try to remember who she is. Not yeah. in, like, a sadistic way, but in a, like, oh boy, you're gonna be so excited when yeah. you find out! Ooh, it's gonna be, like, all Christmases at once. Yeah, it's like watching you open a present and trying <laughs> to guess what's in it. Yeah. <laughs> So the slasher movie franchise as an idea then transitioned into remakes, uh, yeah. starting with 2003's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, eventually leading to a remake of Halloween in mm. 2007 by horror author Rob Zombie. Robert Zombie. Robert Zombie. <laughs> we are um, apparently going to get a new sequel to the original Halloween uh, next year, mm. starring Jamie Lee Curtis again. <laughs> um, oh my god. I know. Which therefore renders every single one of the sequels we've just discussed and this entire podcast absolutely pointless. Great. Um, so I look forward to that. Paul, what did you think of the Halloween franchise as a whole? It starts strong. Yes. It maintain. It clings on to some of the good ideas, <laughs> but it is it is diluted every step of the way by ill intentions. <laughs> by Mustafa Akkad. Yeah, Mustafa Akkad. Um, just just bad ideas, pandering, and and this desire to do something that wasn't too cerebral. Yeah, um, is it, the main thing. It's strange how it was so influential. It came in and solidified so yeah. much of what the formula was, and then spent the rest of his existence like it never got over that five yeah. years, sorry, four year hump at the mm. beginning, and it spent the rest of his existence playing catch up with everything else. Yeah, never leading the pack again. The the issue is, you do you do Halloween too. Yeah. Michael Myers comes back. Oh my god, he's indestructible. Yeah. This is terrifying. Oh, now he's not. But yeah, but but then but then you have to every time that happens, you then ha- how many times can you suspend yeah. disbelief? You know, how many times can you go, "Oh, he's they killed him finally. Hooray." Yeah. Before think, you go, "Oh, he's just not dead." Yeah. I so think, where are they going to go with the next one? I think in deciding like whether or not your film has franchise potential, apart from looking at the box office, you should really think, "What is the core of my idea?" Yeah. The, the the core of Halloween is it's about a killer who stalks and then gradually murders a succession mm. of people. Yeah. How do you keep that idea fresh? People won't just come and see that over and over again, yeah. except they did. But how do you keep it interesting? And part of it was 
rather than just, oh, we'll get the kills to be bigger and mm. badder and, you know, crazier, yeah. which is what Friday the 13th ended up doing. Yeah. Part of it was, well, let's make the characters interesting. Let's make mm. this a family drama. Yeah. And we'll keep introducing new members of the Myers slash Strode slash Lloyd, I guess, family. Yeah. And we'll just keep getting them involved. There'll be this family dynamic and characters that you can care about. And it succeeds mm. to a quite an extent. I mean, Loomis is solid more or less throughout. Lee Curtis and Daniel Harris are both really excellent leads. Yeah, it just falls to blandness and not knowing how to really yeah. live up that idea. Because the central horror, the central fright of Michael Myers is this idea that he's unknowable. Yes. he's this. It's the idea of looking at a guy... And he looks back at you, but he doesn't see you. He doesn't get you. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't get that you have emotions of your own. And he has no emotions of his own. He's inhumanly patient. You can see how it's like playing off the fears of the psychopath Mm. of the time. And he's not a deranged, raving lunatic. He's impossibly patient. Yeah. Quiet, calculating, and just wants to fucking kill you. It's like a sniper in that respect. But he's in your face with a knife. Yeah. Yeah. And the mask is perfect because it's just a human face with no emotion on it whatsoever, painted ghostly white. Yeah. It's, it's really is because originally they played around with the idea of it being a clown mask. Yeah. And it just, it's so It would have been overkill. Yeah. It would have been. Yeah. I think it would have really worked as a trilogy. Yeah. You could maybe. have had the, the first film being the first film. Yep. The set, the second film, it could have been made tighter, but left on a, yeah. a cliffhanger of sorts. And then the third film is H20. Yeah, yeah. Third yeah. film, H twenty. Finish the story. Retribution. Um, really wonderful character arc for yeah. for Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep all the best bit, bits about it. Yeah, and um, would have gotten rid of the just the most ridiculous bits yeah. that were eventually declared non-canon anyway. Yes, true. But part of me likes this one for how it does kind of fit together. Like, if you wanted to make it canon, apart from the Curse of the Fawn stuff, which is yeah. problematic. You can make a go of this being just one big chronology, and I kind of like it as an epic story of one family. Yeah, and yeah. It, ma- it makes it such a grand epic tale by just yeah. just jumping ahead as, yeah. as it does. There was just way too many people trying to get different things out of it, and were. not knowing what that vision was. I think. Yeah, that's if it, it. would have been given, like the control would have been completely John Carpenter's, then it would <laughs> have been, been paid at any stage of his involvement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. so hungry. If it had been treated like not a slave, then it would have been it would have been fine. It would have come out as this more sort of complete vision. Yeah. Um, Paul, I think we should rank the Halloweens now. Yeah, sure. Um, so in last place, we, we we spoke about this beforehand and we agreed yeah. in order. In last place is Halloween Eight. Yeah. Worthless, worthless piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, second to last uh, is Halloween Five. Yes. Um, yeah, just really terrible first hour. Some really good yeah. bits in the last twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, next, we have Halloween 2, mm-hmm. pale shade of its uh, predecessor, yep. with a lot of Paul Blart, hospital cop, just <laughs> getting chased by cats, and a lot yeah. of daglers. Yeah. Uh, the occasional excellent gore scene, though, yeah. uh, although somewhat troubling. Next up, we have Halloween 6, yes. uh, the producer's cut, very crucially. Um, mm. I don't know where we'd have ranked the theatrical cut, probably quite near the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no doubt. Lower than 2, definitely. Yeah, producer cut has some really cool ideas, um, and some terrible ones, yes. and they do battle for your pleasure. <laughs> Next up, Halloween 3, weird yeah. idea, um, yeah. brave departure, not entirely successful. Mm-hmm. In the number 3 spot, we have Halloween 4, Yeah. which, um, yeah, pre- pleasantly surprised us, considering it was a kind of cynical attempt to get this franchise back back into its former position mm-hmm. it was surprisingly good and had a brilliant ending as well yeah. and a great performance by um daniel harris absolutely um second spot we have halloween 7 h20 yes 20 years later yeah um yeah 
just a really fabulous homage to the original film. And of course, in first position, we have the original 1978 Halloween. Yeah, it's gotta be. Slasher movie classic. Yeah. Yeah. Still top of the hill. The OG. The OG. Yeah. Uh, and just a wonderful, wonderful film. Great. Okay. Um, I think we should quick fire some good things about all eight of these movies. Sure. Ugh. My first is the fact that in Paul Rudd's spooky apartment mm-hmm. is a newspaper article that says Tommy Doyle survives Night of Terror. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, yay, Tommy Doyle made it. <laughs> what about the chick, Lindsay? Like, nah, fuck it. Tommy Doyle! He made it, man. Some of the names of the people who appeared in Halloween. You've got uh, Hunter Von Leer, Skip Schoolnick. <laughs> fuck yeah. Bradford English. Skip Schoolnick? Yeah. That's not real. <laughs> yeah. It may be, it may not be, but that's the name that someone went with. Fantastic. Yeah. I think the masks from Halloween 3 look really cool. Like the masks that are being sold to kill millions of children. They look great. Professional yeah. grade, like foam, like yeah. not just cheap plastic things. They look great. Hmm. I'd have one. <laughs> Even knowing it would kill me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it has to be said, so many wonderful lines from Donald Pleasance's oh, Do- God, Dr. Yeah. Loomis. Like, the, you don't know what death is. And <laughs> it's just bonkers. And it's crazy. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, in Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers, mm. there is a um, a moment where a guy has his back to yeah. um, the person who's approaching him and he's got the shotgun in his lap. Yeah. And he approaches to like tap him on the shoulder and we all know, okay, he's going to spin around and he's got a syringe in his eye or yeah. he's got his throat cut. Yeah. But no, instead, before she gets there, she notices the guy who she thinks she's approaching is dead on her left. Yes. And the guy she's approaching suddenly stands up and reveals himself to be Michael Myers. Yes. And it subverted my expectations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. And then he impaled her with a shotgun because shooting shotguns is for chumps. <laughs> you got to shove it right through <laughs> a guy. That's that's how you do it like a man. <laughs> um, in Halloween 3, the sandwich of Michael Myers, there was some interesting um, accidental CGI. Yeah. On um, on uh, There was the magic wall where all the lines oh, of, yeah. of the wall kept disappearing and reappearing. And there was an- another thing, I think, where... the is that a colour scheme just kept changing? And We had the worst fucking transfer of Halloween 3 on my DVD. It's quite remarkable. Yeah. We should have invested in the Blu-ray set of this <laughs> series. So many of your DVDs had the cigarette burns in and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, they were just and... transfers from the film. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, I really like the fact that in H20, um, Jamie Lee Curtis had the scar going down her arm from where she got cut with a knife in the first film. Yes. That was a really good little bit of attention to detail there that I really appreciated. Yeah. Um, I, f- I feel like certain parts of the soundtrack I could see... Um, some of the roots for Final Fantasy VII Ooh, soundtrack. How yeah. interesting! Yeah, like the Sephiroth uh, and Jeho- uh, Genova. Yeah, not Jehovah. <laughs> the Genova theme and things like that. Yeah, I liked how versatile the theme proved to be because there mm. were bits where they really stripped it out of just yeah. a do 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 yeah. do do do. Or bits where, they, like in at the opening for four, they had a, a ramped up version. Yeah, it was really fast and it was quite exciting. And then, of course, a full operatic, a symphonic version at the beginning yeah. of Seven, Care of John Ottman. Mm-hmm. It proved to be quite a versatile theme, and that's to its credit. Yeah. Um, sometimes we just switch in a French horn. And <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it was awkward, but they like, played it on a shittier organ yeah. than the first one. Um, yeah. I liked how precise Michael Myers was sometimes in arranging victims around the house <laughs> and laying traps. Yes. It would be amazing if he was just a dick. <laughs> no rage in there at all. He just absolute asshole. He's just behind them and just going, <laughs> no, just wait. <laughs> okay, one last one. Okay. Halloween 6, and it's yeah. just in the producer's version. It's yeah. not in anything else. Um, the mum, when she's um, trying to reassure her kid mm. 
says a little rhyme. Stay away, monsters. Stay away, ghouls. Stay away from Danny. You jerks know the rules. And it's quite cute, and yeah, I liked it. There's sweet, a moment of yeah. bonding between them, and they don't get many. Yeah, human moment. Yeah. Human moment. Oh, <laughs> good one. Oh. What did we get from... So you actually reached out to Twitterverse again, yep. this time on purpose. Yep. And <laughs> what did you get back? From Oliver Irwin, Ooh. Uh, from Video Negative, not, uh-huh. o- n- not Oliver Thurman, uh, which I said last week. <laughs> you monster. Like absolute... You had Uma on the mind last week. I, I did, yes. That was it. That must have been it. Yeah, you had some CGI in you. I was thinking of Uma. She blew blew a love dust in my face. (laughs) And I said Ollie's name wrong. Sorry about that. He said, only seen the OG in uh, H20. First one's Carpenter. Need I explain any further? Mm. H20 also has LL Cool J's erotic literature, which was a thing of beauty. (laughs) Sure was. Sure was. Uh, TV in Space at TV in Space uh, said the theme, the score. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. As we say, yeah. Very it's good. Beautiful. Nerds Chatting at Nerds Chatting said, I think the monologues from Donald Pleasance's Dr. Loomis about the evil of Michael Myers yeah. are chilling. Fantastic delivery of great writing. When it happens in the second one, your favourite moment when yeah. you walked away from the guard, I was just like, oh God, I bet this is in all of them. But it's actually not. He doesn't <laughs> no. monologue too much. It's like no. three or four times throughout the franchise. And I think that's yes. an appropriate amount. S- uh, Screen Mayhem at Screen Mayhem. Uh, that'd be Stephen, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hello. Hello. Uh, Season of the Witch and that catchy song. (laughs) How many days till Halloween? You'll (laughs) find out. Perfect waste of time at PWOT podcast wrote Dr. Loomis contaminating crime scenes and standing in bushes for hours at a time. <laughs> just the hope, the hope <laughs> that he might be able to terrify a small child. Oh, God, just what a glorious, glorious man. I, I just never knew about Donald Pleasance and I love him now. <laughs> oh, now we've got to go back and watch other John Carpenter films. The thing is, John Carpenter's really intimidated about working with him. And then he says he just showed up and he was just lovely. And oh, so wow. gave him a role in um, Escape from New York. Yeah. And I think some others, although I can't think what at this stage. Well, I love him, and it doesn't matter that, you know, you're now a three man. (laughs) Yes. Because you're in three. You've been in three terrible movies, at least three terrible movies that we've covered on the OGT, so you are a three man. Oh, three to a man. Three in a bush. Three. Three. Films are shit, mate. But you're not. Sorry about that. Yes. But. But you were lovely, and you're now... It feels like you had a major role to play in my growing up, somehow. And I appreciate that. (laughs) You certainly have in mind, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I feel like there's one last thing to talk about before we just fully wrap this up, which is... I mean, mean, this is your first exposure. Yes. To it. How are you coming away now? How will you look back on the Halloweens going forward? I know we kind of talked about this, but I'm just thinking about, like, legacy. I think it's it's mostly a... It's a very good original idea that was distorted and was diluted okay you know it was it, kind of just a good idea that then sort of went through hollywood machinery i think for me because this is trickier for me because these films formed a part of my childhood mm. they were there that i watched them when i was 12 and i rewatched them a few times in my teen years i haven't seen them in maybe i don't think i've seen them since university yeah you know that sort of time in my life i so it was interesting going back to these sort of childhood staples and and the places in it have this like mythological quality in my head from having mm. seen them so much as a kid that they're, they're still in there and they're still like it was interesting revisiting them ultimately that there is a very conventional narrative at play you know first one great second one tried to yeah. capture lightning in a bottle twice didn't work 
Um, third one, interesting to try something new. I still really like the third one. Fourth one, return to form, did quite well. Five, six, seven. No, sorry, five, six, stagnated. Yeah. Seven, interesting revival. Eight, terrible movie that killed the franchise. Yeah, the franchise, yeah. Yeah, that narrative is maintained. Yeah. There were no surprises this yeah. time around. I guess I was surprised at how much I liked four. Mm. In my head, four and five just melded together, just bland. Yeah. There was a lot more to Jamie Lloyd's character in yeah. this. And you know what? I used to give a little prize to, um, like each of the big horror yeah. franchises. And the prize for Halloween one is best original movie. And the movie that if I had a choice, I would make it just the first movie and eliminate yeah. the franchise. I wouldn't say that now. I've, okay. I've enjoyed enough of it that I'm glad there's a Halloween two, three, four, five, and mm. six and seven. Great. Will That's you be, it. Will you be revisiting them at some point? Maybe. Hmm. Maybe some of them. I, I'm not going to like face it with dread in watching it, because hmm. there's entertaining stuff throughout, but yeah, five and six were really dull <laughs> for most of it. Yeah. And I think that's unfortunately not something I w- was really capable of realizing as a kid, because it was no. just, it's Halloween, you know, if you're not enjoying it, you're not getting it, you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad at least that you were pleasantly surprised by by a lot of them, and so so was I by certain cool. mo- by moments. Yeah, amid the darkness, you know. Cool. Yeah, good stuff. Good things mm. scattered about there. Yeah, we'll talk a little about a better thing. Okay, not too much because ultimately we have discovered some really good movies in here. Mm. It follows that is taking the central idea, the horror of being p- relentlessly pursued, and just twisting it. Yeah, and and doing this brilliant new version of it, and I think it's as as innovative. And interesting as Halloween was back in its day. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, with good characters all round, you know, with no dick characters. You know, there's one character who's kind of more self-interested than others, but mm. ultimately there's a reason for that. Yeah. And he becomes really interesting. Um, and it's just, yeah, a bunch of kids faced with the idea of the end of innocence and yeah. becoming aware of death. And it also, it makes the whole have sex and die thing <laughs> of Halloween and kind of makes it the point yeah. of the film and, and puts it into the spotlight and has mm. this interesting discussion about the point when you have sex is kind of the time when you start to realize that you're going to die one day yeah and that ultimately although you can you know have flings to try and distract yourself it's only really when you find something more enduring than that that you learn to accept the idea of being followed by mm. death for the rest of your life yes there's something very beautiful in that mm. very sophisticated for a horror film yeah very very much mm. so it's one of my one of my favorite films of that year i think um mm. Do you love existentialism? <laughs> and the soundtrack by Disaster Peace is beautiful. Yeah. Reminiscent, borrows from John Carpenter's work. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, thank you for listening to One Spooky Thing. Uh, we'll be back next year for the One Spooky Thing about the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Uh, and next week with a less arduous episode of One Good Thing. Good Thing. <laughs> yeah. <yes. laughs> yeah, we're back to Recommendations Month. Sweet, yeah. Yes. A little interruption there for the festive yeah. time of year. For Paul to recommend me eight films. <laughs> To force you to watch them in succession. <laughs> in broke. Over the course of a week. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Well, I'm I'm broken. And uh I'm Paul Salt. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, the one good thing about the Halloween franchise is the first one. And the fourth one. And the seventh one. Not the eighth one. No, no. Oh god. Buster Rhymes, no! Buster Rhymes, no!